0: Destroyed because of
2: Going on. You are listening to thisweekingeek.net. I'm your host, Mike the Birdman. And hey, happy 16 years to us. Though it's technically a week late, that's okay. We can blame it on being sick as hell. Though I'm feeling a little under the weather today, but I am not alone as we decide to go through this wonderful, exciting trek through bizarrely sub-zero temperatures. I'm joined with
1: <laughs> Alex, the producer, who Uh, is no longer sick he was sick in december and uh i had had a little insomnia last week with some uh uh, some changes slightly to the medications that i'm on but uh sickness is going around
2: yeah right now uh my wife has been sick for the better part of two weeks it's not covid because she's tested tested for it constantly although um i volunteer down at a local food bank and one of my volunteers uh, was at an event and some of the people they were there tested positive but that they were not testing positive i'm starting to feel a little bit weird but i feel better than i did last night i feel i'm just really tired today but i'm doing more or less okay it's probably just me working myself to the bone which is
1: it's well, it's it, it, weird <laughs> It could be, you know, another strain of something like my, my mom got COVID, uh, the last week and a half and it was the first time she got it. And she's, you know, had, she's a senior, she had four boost or the four shots plus the bivalent and it hit her pretty hard not like hard enough that she had to leave her home, but it, it was like a full blown regular flu, uh, exasperated by the fact that she has to take care of, uh, you know, her mother, like my grandmother who, uh, is needing a lot more help with having cognitive decline. So, you know, she's also dealing with that and then worried now about whether or not, you know, she passed it on. So now now we're in the waiting game of testing my grandmother a bunch of times to find out. My mom is now uh, testing COVID free, but that coincided and overlapped with uh, when my birthday was, which was Groundhog Day, you know, like four days or or five days before my birthday. I get a call from my mom saying, you can't come over. Your birthday is postponed. All, your, all of my family was going to go over to her place to celebrate because uh, my, you know, my grandmother doesn't travel much anymore because it's more difficult for her. So we're like, we'll relocate to her. And she's like, can't come over. I got COVID. God damn it. Mm. <laughs> and I went, are you fine, mom? I don't care where my birthday is, as long as, you know, we actually do something together. And she's like, you just, you just want cake and food. And I'm like, yes, of course. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but your health is important so you know that happened that had to change some things around so my brother ended up coming over uh just to my place uh uh and we're gonna do the family gathering in a few weeks probably but uh my father ended up making uh ribs and caesar salad for dinner uh we ended up watching uh what was it uh we watched some, just some stand-up specials on netflix and chilled and talked it was just pretty low-key mm-hmm. but that it, it was pretty good overall uh and it was you know coinciding with me doing more streaming so we did a birthday stream uh, which was fun played uh, oh what was that game it was the, the Shakespeare game I, I, I Sh- want to get the name right Shakespeare
2: sake I don't know Shakespeare Sailor Moon it actually was kind of yeah. cool
1: looking actually uh, this this way madness lies which is obviously a line from one of his uh, one of his plays and it's made by Z Boyd games which is the that's that uh, I think two or three person team that made Cthulhu Saves Christmas and, and uh, Cthulhu Saves the World. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Cosmic Star one Sort of like retro style JRPGs, but not like RPG Maker, like, you know, full from scratch. And this was, I, I picked it up because it's like 10 bucks US and it's apparently only a five or six hour game to beat and it's fairly easy. You can change your difficulty. We were playing around with it a fair bit. But yeah, it's it's, it's Shakespeare with like you're going into like his plays and quoting them and stuff mixed with magical girl, sailor moon.
2: Yeah. It's actually
1: looked pretty neat. So, and after you, uh, you had to duck out of the stream, like almost right after we were introduced to another couple of the magical girls that you can have into your party. And one of them is named Beatrice, like my mom. (laughs) And I was like, that is not a common name anymore. It wasn't a common name when my mom was born. She hated it because she's like, nobody has my name. It's an old lady name. And I said, Mom, you know, now, I'm like, Mom, you know, you're turning 66. And she's like, I'm not old enough to have this name yet. <laughs> but, yeah, so we had fun doing that. That's, that's sort of been my week. It's been kind of hectic and crazy. Uh, things weren't going to line up. You weren't feeling well. Schedules. We with, with, weren't sure what we are going to do with my mom and everything for my birthday. So that's why we had to push the show yeah, <laughs> for a week. I was about to say, yeah. Just, it was just busy. It was a per- it was just- it was a, it was busy uh, there was health issues it was kind of a perfect storm of things happening and it's like normally I would have gone hey you know what I'll do it solo and I went no I kind of need my week for my birthday right now with all this going on between everybody to decompress can we just do that hang out stream stream some games and then you were like good idea yeah
2: I would say yeah (laughs) so for me in the last week uh it's been really 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 busy as you guys know I am working as a reporter for one of my uh, local newspapers I've actually been doing a lot of articles uh, recently, so much so they're like, Hey, Mike, can you slow down a touch? Um, but I've recorded a really cool interview with someone from a very po- popular Canadian sitcom. So, hopefully, that article will be out in a couple of weeks, if not sooner. I'm working on a really cool article with with the Guelph Storm, uh, right now, and one of my member or one of my community members, rather, in the local community. And that should be pretty neat. Other than that, though, my week has just been kind kind of taking it easy in fact okay so you know how you have comfort shows shows that you just watch for fun for you it's a lot of anthology TV shows right I've yeah for me for me it's the anthology shows and the
1: uh, the syndicated action shows
2: yeah for me uh, I have discovered that my comfort person is a very angry Englishman. I think I've watched almost the entire run of the American kitchen nightmares in the last two weeks. Cause all I do is watch that on YouTube and I'm thinking, this is nice. This is really calming. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird.
1: (laughs) Like there, yeah. Wasn't there a spell in like 2017 or 2018 where uh, like I would come over to visit you guys and and, uh, I would go home and you're, you're like, uh, can we, can this visit be a little shorter because Blair and I have to watch, uh, like Hell's Kitchen,
2: no, we did during the entirety of the COVID 19 pandemic, we watched Hell's Kitchen from season one all the way to current. So, yeah. oh, no, oh, oh,
1: sorry, sorry, it wasn't that down yeah, 2017 2018. Uh, it was all Big Brother Canada. Yeah,
2: which we caught up to that. Although we we, we haven't watched the last two seasons because we just haven't liked the cast, though. Although I will say this because I do like a fair chunk of reality TV, and I know a lot of it's bullshit. Um, I, I will say this. Canadian Big Brother kicks the shit out of the U.S. version because here's why when you have a Canadian television budget, you have a lot less money to play with. So you have to get goddamn creative, and you can't... Personalities have to be bigger than
1: what the Than what the producers can make look big.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, casting is just typically better in Canada. And although one of my good friends is from Big Brother US, like, I'm still friends with Howie Gordon, a.k.a. Jedi Howie. And, you know, we talk a couple times a year, and he sent my wife something for her birthday last year. So, Me and reality TV have this really weird relationship. And I used to know one of the producers on Big Brother Canada. And I actually, I know one of the producers for Amazing Race Canada, which is uh, pretty cool. He was actually one of the people I worked with when I did uh, MTV Creeps about 10 years ago.
1: It's your connection is being on which funny thing is mtv in the states people are like oh that was big reality it's like no mtv in canada was the run rung below much oh yeah right? so and it was so, so like, much
2: low budget and stuff it,
1: and, people, and people are like oh is it like vh1 no no vh1 it, had a it, budget it, it, it was like i was like being on what was the one was there another one in the states was it fuse something like that, that a, something like that it was it's like like if it was if mtv you know one and two were the big ones this would have been like MTV Eight.
2: Yeah, it was like so <laughs> so where, bad.
1: Where, where all the TV hosts from Much Music went to die after after Much <laughs> Music
2: <laughs> fell apart.
1: Yeah, but that be, that being said, you know they did try their thing, their their hand and stuff. And you were was it two different shows you tried to get on? Um, there or was it just the one. It was
2: just the one. uh No, it was two. Much Music offered me uh video on trial, and then the big uh bell layoffs happened in 2008 and your consolation prize was you got to go on mtv canada and people are like what channel is that yeah 600 (laughs) yeah and that was in 2013 i want to say
1: to give to give our american listeners an idea uh mtv canada wasn't it like channel 70 something on the cable it was channel 36 and you nope channel channel 36 was much more music yeah
2: i can't remember
1: so i it was it was in like the digital like way yeah. you had to have a digital cable box. Yes, to you get did. it yes much more was on was channel 36 uh country was 33 or yeah. 30 31 37? 31 31 yeah uh no 31 was Annie. okay so it had to be 32 or 33 but uh much music was uh much was so popular in Canada every basic cable package had it yeah because uh, every basic every basic cable package in Canada uh you got it up to channel 29 and uh 29 was much music and at least locally here uh and then 28 was Fox and and, and the networks and that so Out of the out of all the channels, basic cable had two specialty channels included: YTV for kids and Much Music. Yeah. So that's how big it was, right? Like Mm -hmm. I don't even know, like basic cable in the states included uh, MTV, but I don't know if every package included it. Yeah. So that's how big it was. So if you could get on there, great. If but when somebody says like MTV Canada, you're like, where?
2: Yeah. How do I find this? Exactly. It's just one of those weird opportunities that kind of came my way, and honestly. I'm kind of happy just doing my like thing I do on like TikTok every couple of days, which is well, weird. I, I I just found this out. So if if you happen to follow me on socials, which is at Birdman Dodd, I was just granted the ability to do ten minute TikTok videos. And, yeah, we found that out while we were talking. Like, yeah, we're like, what the I, hell is this? Because
1: <laughs> I, I we were talking and I said, I th- Mike, I think you're bigger than you might expect. You're not like millions huge but like you're bigger in the community than you might expect and as you said that i said check out can you check what your reach is or anything and you're like i don't know and you went and looked and you were like wait a minute i can upload larger videos than i could before
2: yeah so once i crest that thousand followers i can do tick tick lives which that might be kind of fun because i've got a cousin uh she, just, she's had a couple of accounts just, and she gets just don't just don't do it when you're angry. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. So hopefully um I'll get something or, interesting.
1: Or, or if you're treated badly in the moment, maybe pull it out and start recording. Yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, I I mean, I, I I had a pretty negative experience this past week. And I did speak with the representative from one of these local retailers. It went about as well as you might expect. Um they're supposed to call me back from their regional manager, but there's some other stuff I really can't say right now, Alex. I'll tell you off air. Okay, fair, fair enough. Ba- basically, poor experience that really shouldn't happen. Yeah. That they should, but they're probably going to get in trouble. Exactly. For. Basically, a teachable moment as we might say. So other than that though we do have a lot of really cool stuff to talk about with you here on the show this week one of the things we're going to be taking a look at is because happening as of this recording uh, Renegade Game Studios, the guys who did G.I. Joe, Power Rangers and Transformers role-playing games as well as My My Little Pony, they're holding a virtual convention right now and they're announcing new product lines and new supplements for some of their role-playing games. So a game we're going to be taking a look at this week is the long awaited transformers uh role playing game which we will be playing here on the show as our limited series uh during the spring alex will be doing uh power rangers at some point before that so we're going to be recording two shows and they'll be released at some point during the spring so you'll have stuff going in, into the spring and summer uh, so we'll be talking about that. I want to see what they're going to announce. So I can say, hey, guys, you should definitely check this out. Here's the, I don't know, War for Cybertron supplement or something. I, I, I don't know if that's the supplement being announced. I think that's for their deck building game. But we'll uh, definitely be talking about that in my review this week. And Alex, what reviews are you going to be having for me this week? Uh, I, I've got a bunch. That's part of the reason
1: why we didn't do the show uh, last week either. Is I received a bunch of games for review on their launch day meaning I could maybe have scrambled through one of them and then pulled all my hair out. Uh, But one of those was fire emblem engage, which is a 40 to 60 hour game. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, I received it. And I was like, I can't get this done in three days. Even I like, I'm a Superman when it comes to marathon game sessions. It's like, no, I have to take my time to enjoy it. So we're going to have fire emblem engage in this week's show. Uh, as well as let me see here i've got a few we're probably going to have the new spongebob uh, cosmic shake game which is uh a spiritual successor slash maybe full successor to the games that they, they were remastered recently if you remember I think, yeah
2: did we, did we review it? i think you did yeah maybe. i'm pretty sure i did a year ago and i was a year ago maybe yeah and i want to say i'm i'm rather pleased to see this resurgence in simple uh IPs getting good games. I know we reviewed the Star Trek Prodigy game which was surprisingly decent. Yeah. And this is in that same sort of vein. It's not it's like
1: it's it's like in not necessarily even a double A. It's like an A to double A. Somewhere in between there, right? You know what I mean? Like uh, good production values for a simple scope in the budget. Uh, this one has all the voice actors returning like from the show, right? Mm-hmm. So that elevates it a fair bit. They didn't just get sound likes or the worst thing that you can do with one of these games is have no have voices just, have no voices with just either sound effects or silence from the characters yeah that's not fun yeah
2: so kind of like how nick all-star brawl finally added stuff in a little late into its lifestyle and then when uh, nick Kart racers i think added in uh stuff for the latest edition yeah. which i don't think i got the latest version no i have two but i don't well, think i got three did i uh, yeah i don't think
1: we it was probably during it was the christmas rush where we had too much going on mm-hmm. at the same time you don't want to put voices in after the news cycle's over because nobody cares yeah so so it's nice that it's launching with it uh and i'll also have a couple of reviews coming in Treasure, uh, depend, treasure which you might have heard before this or you might have heard after so i don't know but what will what those will be uh are uh from nas america i've got a review of uh, uh raiden 4 cross mikado remix i want to make sure i say that right because it's one of those long japanese titles basically uh the old arcade shooter uh, raiden 4 mm-hmm. with uh, a remixed uh, high quality soundtrack added to it Ooh. Uh, as well as uh the you remember the ps5 having trailers when they were like launching it here's all the upcoming games yeah so, you know they had that uh, one called Season, uh, A Letter to the Future. That's the one where the dude was riding around on a bicycle and then talking to, like...
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to...
2: Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. People, but also like mythical creatures and like recording things down in the journal. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Where like it looked like it might be like post-apocalyptic or the world's ending or something. So that is either going to be in the Turtle Treasure episode or it might be a next week's show because I'm still working on that one right now. Uh, but yeah that all sort of came in at the same time a few days before yeah. we were going to have our episode come out and we went, no, we're taking a week.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> we will have a lot of stuff on Turtle treasure. I got some really cool stuff from Hasbro. I've got transformers. I got dungeons and dragons toys that I really want to talk about a lot of really kind of neat stuff. I also have some stuff from Paramount. I think i got some stuff from Warner brothers. We're going to try and clear it our review bins in the next couple of weeks. So we can bring you fresh new content, but we're going to take a break here on this geek.net and we are going to prepare to transform and roll out. This is my review of the Transformers, the role-playing game from Renegade Game Studios. We'll be back, guys, right after this. Megatron
0: must be stopped, no matter the cost. <laughs>
2: Hey guys, this is Mike, the Birdman here, and I'm here to talk about something really special. Been looking forward to talking about this for a long time. I'm talking about the Renegade Game Studios version of the Transformers role-playing game. So this game is powered by the Essence 20 system, which is the same game system that powers uh, G.I. Joe. It also makes the Power Rangers game work, and in theory, you could make all these games work together. In fact, these guys just recently held a virtual event called Renegade Con, and they talk about if you wanted to have G.I. Joe show up in your Transformers game, you can do that. You could even have Zords fight against Megatron and Shockwave and all those guys. So if you want all these systems to play nice, you can do that, and with not a lot of headache work either. For those of you that don't know, Transformers, one of the biggest IPs from the 1980s, transforming robots that can transform the... Cars, trucks, jets, artillery pieces, beast modes, like, you know, like uh, giant cats and stuff like that, or even cassette decks like Soundwave and Blaster. So lots of cool stuff. I mean, obviously the movies really have been big in the last like 15 years, if you can believe that, since 2007. And then we had Bumblebee. We got Rise of the Beast coming out in just a, a few months. And these guys recently just held an event called Renegade Con, where they previewed some of the stuff that is coming up for the Transformers role-playing game. But I'll talk about that a little bit later towards the end of this review. So the Transformers role-playing game, like I said, runs on the uh, Essence 20 system. You have four stats, and uh, you have skills, and those go up by ranks, and those would go up by D2, D4, D6, D8, and D10, D12, and you roll one D20 but you might get a chance to roll another one, which may add to that. Or, you know, you might roll a complication or a shift down. Basically, the mechanics, once you really get into them and you get, like, a session under your belt, really easy to get into. And this game is built around the idea of, well, you're a transforming robot. And they actually build in rules for triple changers that's really easier than I thought it was going to be to understand. They also uh, build in mass shifting. So you might wonder... How a Transformer like, say, Broadside or Soundwave or Shockwave might might work. They have that kind of built in because, you know, Soundwave is a cassette player. Shockwave turns into a giant space gun or can be wielded by a smaller person. And how does that work? And Broadside is an aircraft carrier. Um, So they do manage to kind of make that work to, more or less. They do talk about alternate beast modes as well. So if you want to be a robotic dinosaur like uh, Grimlock, Swoop, Snarl, and Sludge, you can do that. But, you know, if you want to be an Insecticon like Kickback or Shrapnel, you can also do that. They don't have true beast modes like Optimus Primal or Inferno or Pterosaur, but they're going to be doing that presumably in later books. I would say the game is pretty easy to, like, to get the base mechanics down like having skills and spe- specializations that adds to your amount of dice that you can roll resolving things is pretty easy i tend to run things a little bit rules light so i might run this a little bit simplified for my guys when we run this on Twig during our spring season. This is actually going to be our game for the spring summer. We're going to do a 10 episode limited series of Transformers. I'll talk about that uh, in the coming weeks. I do like this. The only thing that I'd say is a big complaint I have, and this seems to be with every uh, Renegade Studios book, is they name the threats. So you get like Megatron, Soundwave, you even get... Cyclonus, you get parts of certain combiners you get like the lead part of ruination you get two people from menasaur but you also get like Cyclonus. you get acid storm you get armor hide and you get like some really weird uh decepticons and you get a really wide range of them but you don't get statted autobots which is really kind of annoying i mean you didn't even get them in the power rangers game which kind of annoyed me too you also didn't you did get some ones that were available through other uh, places and i know there are places on reddit that have given you statted autobots and so you can recreate those ones you can use those ones online i think they're pretty fantastic all things considered how the game breaks down you have like your origin uh which is what are you your influences like where well, maybe you were a scientist maybe you were a bureaucrat which you know that's what you did But what is your alt mode? Maybe you're a Cybertronian helicopter. Maybe you're an Earth uh, Formula One race car. Stuff like that. And the game draws from a variety of different lore, too, because it includes characters like Windblade, who I know is a fairly recent addition to the Transformers universe, which is actually really, really, really cool. And there was something that I caught in this, because I'm only really starting to read the Transformers comics now. There is same-sex relationships Built in here because you know, you, you might be wondering, well, do robots have sex? Well, RC's a girl, so's Alita One and Moonracer and Nightbird, stuff like that. And they talk about a pair of Autobots that are a bonded couple, and I thought that was actually really, really, really cool. And they even talk about the idea at one point that human Transformer relationships are not unheard of, though obviously nothing too weird uh but you think about the classic transformers episode the girl who loved power glide and stuff like that so there are some really nice deep cuts in this lore and there's even characters i didn't expect to be mentioned even in passing like there's an interview with jetfire and it's rewind or eject doing the interview and that's one of blasters cassette tapes that really made me happy and actually one of my favorite bots too there's a lot to like here. If you want to run a, a Transformers game, I know there's an adventure. I think it's called Beacon of Hope. There is a GM screen and some of the things that are coming down the pipe, there's an adventure or there's an adventure book calling the time is now, and that can take your characters from levels one to six. And there's going to be some new characters in there, some new threats and stuff that you can run with. Uh, they did say, uh, despite some of the, the artwork that Unicron is not in it, whatever, That's still pretty cool. So this is something we're going to be running on Twig during uh, the spring. I'm really looking forward to running it. I know Alex is going to be running Power Rangers in about a month or so. So you will be hearing this here on the show. So can I recommend it? Well, yes, but I'm going to say you're going to have to do a little, little little bit of digging for resources if you want Autobots that you're not creating yourself. But the book does provide a really wide variety of Decepticons from all uh, eras, from all kind of different continuities. Like they even have characters in there. I didn't really expect like Acid Storm, who's one of uh, the Rainmaker Seekers. That really kind of impressed me. I said I was really impressed to see Cyclonus in there. They even mentioned Unicron. So there's a lot of stuff here and I can tell a lot of love went into this. I really hope Renegade Game Studios takes this license and runs with it so hard, because making books for this, especially during a movie year, is going to be so easy. With Transformers Rise of the Beast coming out in June, that's an easy source book if you want to cover the Beast Wars era, if you want to cover things like Headmasters and Masters, they talk about those in the book, so you can do that. They talk about mini-com partners, but I'm going all over the place. Long story short, I completely recommend this book. If you're a Transformers fanatic, I think you're going to have a lot of fun with it. If you want to bring this to your table, you are going to have an amazing time. So until next time, folks, this has been Mike the Birdman saying, till all are one. Time.
0: One shall stand, one shall fall. Why throw away your life so recklessly? That's a question you should ask yourself, Megatron. The Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today, and my tiny little nipples went to France. Gossip, rumors,
1: panic in the streets. We're lucky. This Week in Geek
2: News. Hey, guys. Welcome back to thisweekingeek.net. All right, so we have a lot of stuff to talk about here on the show this week. It's actually been a surprisingly big uh, Newsweek on a couple of different fronts. So I'm going to start with the really big story this week, and this will affect a lot of us uh, simply because, you know, there's the old phrase, Netflix and chill. And do you love your partner or your friends enough to share your Netflix password? Well, that may be coming to an end now. Well, well, we'll, we'll I should preface this, that this has been updated multiple times. Yes, I have the and, latest version from Apple Insider.
1: Yeah, and, and I'll, we'll say this. If you've heard this before, you think you've heard this before. It, there's been a lot of backpedaling and a lot of changes. And, you know, we'll clarify a little at the end of this article as to what the most recent update
2: yeah, is. Yeah, so this article I have from Apple uh, insider.com. This was posted on February 3rd. So this was on Friday. So Netflix says strict new password sharing rules were posted in air. Right. Uh, According to this new Netflix rules that would have enforced a limitation on user sharing passwords are reportedly a mistake and don't apply in the U S for now. Netflix has long been planning to cut down on password sharing or letting friends share one paid account. If it already added a feature where subscribers could uh, effect eject other people from their account, the company appeared to go further. However, with the inclusion uh in its help pages of a new set of rules broadly anyone at a at a subscriber's physical address could continue using the service but the paying subscriber would have to confirm every 31 days that a user away from their residence such as a such as a college were part of the household now however those rules have been removed from netflix from netflix's help pages according to the streamable netflix says it was all a mistake for the united states for a brief time yesterday, a Help Center article contained information that is only applicable to Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru and went live in other countries, a Netflix spokesperson told the publication quote we have since updated it so these rules are in place just in those countries but netflix estimates that 100 million users are not paying and it's losing subscribers to the tune of 200,000 in just the first quarter of 2022 consequently netflix says it will end password sharing in early 2023 so whether with lucky landslots you can get lucky
0: just about anywhere
2: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom This was a mistake or some sort of public or, or some sort of a test of public response. Those, those rules or similar ones are likely to be coming soon. Separately, as part of another attempt to stem the loss of non paying subscribers, Netflix has launched a new lower cost $6.99 per month basic tier with adverbs uh, that was uh, that started in November of 2022. This will end badly for you.
1: Yes. Now, the, the update to this is that with those ch- those countries, there was a little context given. Um, it's all over the net. They're, they're, those particular countries uh, were the countries that they believed had the highest amount of people sharing passwords or had even subcultures of people that would pay for an account and then lease out their account to multiple people to make double or triple the money that You know, like I pay, you know, the equivalent in my country's money of 20 bucks a month. And then I'm selling uh, the account access to 20 people for $5 a month. Mm -hmm. And then they're making five times what, you know, five times or more, uh, depending on on what their, you know, their packages that they're doing uh, to make it cheaper for people that can not afford to pay the full price. But then again, you know, they're basically reselling accounts so they're trying to curb that Mm -hmm. you know where they're like for every one paid account there's 20 people accessing it when they only want a maximum of four within a household so they're targeting those countries what what they're not really getting is the people there are doing that because they can't afford your service so cutting them out you're not going to make any more money in fact what you'll do is you'll make it so that those reseller people don't exist and they won't pay for you yeah like so you're actually you're actually going to lose the paid people like in those countries but they don't they don't they just don't understand that and then like people are only willing to use a service that they can afford Mm -hmm. and if they can't afford it they'll just go okay we'll pirate it yeah they will just flat out pirate it there was and then if you go if you go sorry and if you go to our countries and can't if you go canada there's more competition out there for cheaper than netflix now that offers better or, or more services uh they're growing bigger they're losing licenses like there's there's trouble you know what's not going to save them 699 plus ads no no that's not going to save you uh i believe wasn't it hulu and some of the others were dropping that service yep. to making them to making them just ads because you can't it's not sustainable to charge money and provide ads because people will go why and they're like well then we're going to get you to bump up to the 899 or 9 no they, the people that can only afford six ninety nine will just say, "I won't get your service," and you know, and and if you don't like that, too fucking bad. And they just don't get it. The people at the top management there do not understand it because if you look, the people that are all running Netflix now are the people that were brought in shortly after Netflix came and said, "Hey, we're investing these hundreds of millions of dollars and billions of dollars." in original programming shortly after house of cards mm-hmm. and and it was after house of cards was a success that was the experiment and then stranger, uh, stranger things. things yeah and then they said here's a two billion dollar a year plan we have to make content in every language in every country exclusively." yada 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 and to help manage that they brought in new people and then all the original people that had the vision left and look who's left it's a sh- it's not the same company anymore no it's completely and different th- so they, they don't have the vision, like they they're they're not this is what I don't get. They're not losing money. And this is I don't want to sound like crazy anti-capitalist or anything, but you know what? You don't have to make more every year. If you're already making like five billion dollars a year, you don't need to make six next year and seven the year after. If you're already making a huge amount of profit above your operating expenses, and we're talking huge profits these companies make. There is no need to make more. That the, It's the publicly traded company aspect that's bad. But the thing is, Netflix is, I believe, a private company. They've never had to reveal their, their data for anything. So it means that the people that are the shareholders that own the company are beyond greedy now. And that's not what it was like when they started. Hmm. It's it, this isn't a pro- like public companies have to provide their viewership numbers. Or they don't. They just make up whatever they want because they can. not But this is this is a unique situation where you might see some heads roll over this. This is going to be another Hasbro situation. I can totally see, like you know, this having massive, massive ramifications for them in the future. They might have thought that that hey, we're gonna we're gonna save, you know, some money on this, and we're gonna we're going to convert maybe a third of the people that weren't paying to paying. No, they're going to lose 50% of the people that we're paying that we're, were like, Hey, what about my kids who were off at college? Right? Like that, that was an example given. How about this? What about an America? You know how America is with their military mm-hmm. like how they, you know, treat their soldiers and everything as in like, you know, we salute them. I'm not saying treating them badly. I mean, like, you know, they're all about, you know, their soldiers that you're serving. Right. What about, what about Mom, who has the family Netflix plan and gives the password to their son or daughter, who's now going overseas to serve. And they find out they're on base. This is their only relief. And they can't log in because Netflix says fuck you you're not home mm-hmm. you're you're over there you're over there fighting for your, our freedom but you're not allowed to access it
2: yeah like it's dumb now i freely share my netflix account with a few people but that being said i pay for the highest tier plan because i want yeah. 4k i want downloads i want everything and and, and, I'll, and I'll be flat out open to my
1: brother pays for it he's been paying for netflix we would split it with him i, I give him a few bucks here and there my mom did it years ago uh, and we were splitting it when we were all living together. Mm-hmm. And then when we moved, he just upped it to the, the highest tier, which I didn't realize was $22 now. Mm-hmm. It used to be 14. Yep. They, inc- they increased the cost and didn't give us anything new. Yeah. They, they'd almost doubled it. And I went, okay, well, here's a few extra bucks. I almost never use it. My dad logs in and uses my profile. I never use Netflix because other than stranger things, I have not found. A single thing that I was interested in watching that was an original program on there. I watched in, the Transformer
2: in, stuff. I watched He Man, the toys like that six made seven us. years.
1: Yeah, but those those do you know are eventually going to go to other properties because they're not owned by them. Uh, right? Actually, not- no;
2: those are the Netflix exclusive shows. They're exclusive for now. They don't own Hasbro. It's true. I mean, I, I would be very surprised if they put War for Cybertron on another platform. Um, like. But when it comes to regular stuff. There isn't a lot on there that I don't get. I mean, if 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 I want to watch The Walking Dead, for example, I can get that through Amazon and get AMC Plus for 5 bucks and I'll get a lot more extra stuff.
1: Yeah. Like like here's here all here's the breakdown of how we've got it set up and it's probably similar to what a lot of families in North America and around the world have is you have you have people that each had one service they sub to within their family. And then they shared that service with each other in their family. Mm-hmm. So like Netflix was my brother sharing it. Uh, Amazon prime. I was the one that shared that until my brother got his own place and got uh, his own, but that's still shared with my mom uh, and, and my father. Uh, then uh, paramount plus I'm paying for. Mm-hmm. And that goes to uh, you know, our, our family unit. Uh, then uh, beyond that of what I'm, actually involved in paying for is i paid for amc plus because they had a deal for uh boxing day so i've got a year of that shared amongst the family uh and then uh my brother got crave which i was i had swore i would never do because of how they priced tiered it, right Mm -hmm. but he got a deal for boxing day where it was crave plus stars plus uh hbo all together for 110 dollars for the year and we we're and with profiles and everything, and we went okay. So he's sharing that that this way, and that's that covers pretty much all of the bases. And then, you know, there's access to other things like I've got Apple uh, TV through PlayStation because they gave us six months for free just for owning a PS5, right? Mm-hmm. So and there's other services out there too, but like that's how a lot of people have it set up. Most people don't have multiple services because once you get to the point where you've got three or four. You're spending $70, $80, in, especially with how they've raised the prices, and now you're paying more than cable.
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has
2: anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So what's the point?
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, I have a lot of services. Like I've got crave plus hbo i've got netflix i got funimation i got high dive i've got Crunchyroll. now Crunchyroll i pay for funimation i have an account with paramount plus i got a press account i have stacked tv via Amazon. okay my cat just did a really weird bunny hop it was kind of hilarious um <laughs> i wish i could show you the streaming video right now it's actually quite but yeah, like,
1: like like we have we have some access to certain services through press accounts and that You know that's great, but if we didn't have that, if we added up the cost of all the accounts, it's like a hundred bucks or more. Yeah,
2: it it like it's really expensive to get services, and even with like cable i don't know like i like we pay the basic i pay an extra five bucks a month to get cnn cp24 and a couple of different kind of news networks i could you can guess which one i don't sub to um and
1: what what, what uh was it rt <laughs> yeah but yeah no 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 you i know what you want you want sun tv oh yeah bring it on with uh with the was it was it one week that they ran uh ford nation or whatever on there, something like that i think it. i think they aired one episode it which was like somehow a mixture of was it mad money that that guy that guy's kind of crazy ridiculous show mm-hmm. uh it was like that mixed with the worst kmart dollarama version of of, of like like tucker carlson
2: yeah it was just so freaking
1: goofy two, two two sweaty fords just sweating on everybody and yelling about the government and when can they get their crack or whatever. And <laughs> it was so goofy. Oh, it, who would have, sorry, uh, the tiny tangent, who would have thought that we would miss the days of like, like Oh man, I, you know, I, we miss Rob Ford. Why did, why did he have to be the one that went? I right? know. Like, right. Like you're like, you're like, Oh man, why couldn't he have stayed? And then his brother couldn't have completely screwed over the, the entire province. <laughs> He, I always said he was the dangerous one because he was the more competent one. And then you see him and it's like, oh, he's not that he's not that he's competent. He was the more competent
2: one. Yeah. It's just, it's so bloody. Ugh. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, Netflix password sharing, I guess we're going to have to wait and see what the kind of, what like happens with it. But I would oh. maybe say these days are extremely numbered.
1: Yeah. Keep an eye out. And, and here's the thing. If we get to a point, like I'm going to be flat out with it where we have to pay for uh pay for netflix like uh, each up at home uh my brother even told me he's like i'm gonna cancel it he goes i'll be gone with it my mom won't have it it'll just be something that she just does without and uh my father watched netflix like 24 7 he's the guy that consumed everything on there Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna tell him like if you want it we're not gonna go with the low tier because it's 720p with ads for seven dollars yeah no Uh, but if you want the $8 one, let me know and and I'll sub to it uh, because I'm the one with the credit card that has, you know, stuff on the account for it. And then you just pay me back if you want it, because I'm not going to watch it. I, if that's what you really want, but like outside of that, like they're going to go from getting 22 bucks a month to getting like maybe $8 from us. Yeah. They're not going to, they're not going to convert anybody. And unless there's only one way around this. And and this is the only way I think they can do this in North America. Mm -hmm. And that is it's. Your family plan is your twenty-one dollar a month. This is again this is Canadian. I'm not sure if it's what is it, eighteen or nineteen in America, maybe or something. Mm-hmm. But it's twenty-one ninety nine here or twenty ninety-nine, I think, plus taxes. If they said, hey, for each additional IP address outside of your home, as long as they've got a profile on your account, it's an extra five bucks. And if they did that, and then it meant that my mom had to pay uh, my brother an extra five dollars and I had to pay an extra five dollars but it was all billed to the same account. And that was their way of going for 20 to 30 bucks a month. Uh, Then they can get away with it because we in North America have the extra money to do that with. Uh, But like, you're not going to get $30 a a Canadian or U S out of somewhere that's a developing country. They're just not going to do it. Yeah. it's... It's, It's it's, it's,
2: it's a death knell for their entire service. Yeah. So (sighs) frustrating to say the least so our next story also invoke also involves a big company maybe doing something what i think is potentially very stupid so this comes courtesy of comicbook.com but has been confirmed by multiple outlets if you hear some bumping in right now my cats are currently fighting in the bottom of my recording table so i do apologize for that stop playing bat bat yeah please beaker and dutch can you please
1: like fuck off, anyway. <laughs> Why can't you go sleep? Daddy's, Daddy's doing work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, according to this, PlayStation Plus is removing massive feature for PlayStation Five subscribers. So, PlayStation Plus subscribers on PS Five are losing one of the biggest features the the subscription service offers. There are a variety of reasons to be subscribed to PlayStation Plus on PS Five. The biggest is to have multiplayer access beyond free to play games. The other biggest perk is the monthly free games. Or if you're a PS Plus extra or. PS PS Plus premium subscriber instant access to a vast variety of PlayStation games. On PS5 specifically, though, all subscribers, no matter the tier, have free and unlimited access to a collection to some of the best PlayStation 4 games via the appropriately titled PS Plus collection. That is ending, though, which means PlayStation Plus subscribers are losing access to 19 different games. The good news is, however, if you redeem these games before the offer expires, you can keep the games for as long as you maintain an active subscription. Uh, If your subscription lapses, you will lose access to the games. Meanwhile, all new subscribers after the expiration date will not have any access to the the 19 games. And the expiration date for this is May 9th. So the games that you will be losing access to, I'm just going to kind of read this out here, is Batman Arkham Knight. Battlefield 1, Bloodborne, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Crash Bandicoot Insane Edition, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy XIV Royal Edition, God of War, uh, that's the 2018 reboot, Infamous Second Son, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat X, Ratchet and Clank, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard, Uncharted 4, Thief's End, and finally, Until Dawn. As noted, uh, and as you can see, the collection includes some of the best and most popular PlayStation 4 games. This now, those, sucks. Uh, These are all great not,
1: games. Not as bad as you'd think. All the first-party titles are already a part of PS Plus.
2: Yeah, but I I just
1: think... Uh, no No, sorry. PS Plus... Not the lowest tier, the middle tier, the one that's considered the best value.
2: Yeah, I think, honestly, if they want to sunset this these games, fine, but put out something else for after May
1: 9th. No, I don't think they should. I'm actually going to argue against it. Okay. They said this was for the launch period. Okay, all right. This was supposed to be for a year, roughly a year, that anybody that was an early adopter of the console or within the launch window, you know, six months to a year, here's what you can have that's a transition. Also for somebody who might be getting, maybe somebody didn't, even though that was the big console of the last generation, maybe you're coming back into gaming now Mm -hmm. and you wanted a 4K player and blah, 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 blah. Maybe you were an Xbox guy and you were kind of burned and you wanted to move over, or maybe you were just a Nintendo person. And you're like, you know what? I love my switch, but I'd like to have a more robust system, but I didn't have a PS4 or I don't have the physical discs. also Maybe you're somebody who wanted to get the PS5 digital edition like you have. How am I going to play my physical discs of these classic games that I own? So they went, okay, here's a package of the best ones, the best 20 games. And you can have it that way. If you have a digital console, you don't have to worry about trying to fit those discs in. Yeah. Uh, And I went, okay, so that good for a year. Well, the pandemic hit, and now it turned into almost three years. And at this point... If you're complaining that you're not getting these games that are regularly on sale for five dollars, or part of the PlayStation Plus middle tier, which PS Plus uh, the lower tier, it's kind of required because cloud saves you have no ability to save your PS5 games off of your console at all through USB like you could with PS4 or PS3. If you don't uh, like, if you don't have even the lowest tier of PlayStation Plus, you have no backup of your saves. Yeah, at all. So you need to have that and it's only 20 bucks more or so to go to the middle tier that has a couple hundred free games including almost all the first party titles here so like you're the only games you're losing out on what might be one or two that aren't part of that list but I'm pretty sure almost all of those are in the PS plus is uh it's not essential essentials is the low one Whatever the, the second and third tiers, I believe that they're included within those two yeah, almost entirely. So you're not really losing anything. And if you're a new person that's just getting here and just getting the console, again, you're probably going to get a deal when you get the console where you get a month or three months of PS Plus. They're included there anyway. So all they're doing is sunsetting something that was supposed to be sunset two years ago.
2: Yeah, I mean i don't know i i kind of wish they'd keep it going but i'm the type of guy who loves a bargain loves a coupon that's sort of my thing
1: but Um, it's not but it's not how is it gone if if they're just they're not gone these aren't being removed from ps plus
2: i guess i i again i i think i just like the idea that if you buy a playstation here's something cool
1: now refresh my memory did you have to have ps plus to get the service to get those
2: i see that's the thing i don't 100 percent remember
1: because because maybe the only th- the only thing that could be a downside here mm-hmm. would be if i can't remember if you had to be a subscriber to get it if you didn't have to be a subscriber to get them, to play them like if if i canceled my ps plus subscription would i still have been able to play those ones no. And that's what they're sunsetting. Yeah. Cuz if because if if that's the case then yeah, you're losing a little bit. You might lose a couple people, but again, you really like you are and I'm sorry, you are a fool if you don't have PS Plus the lowest tier just for your save files alone because if anything happens to your console, your game saves are completely gone forever because there is no way to back them up without PS Plus which again, that's a whole other argument of, you know, maybe they should have enabled the backups of saves to USB sticks again. Uh, but regardless, it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous to me, you know, that some like people at, at media sites are making a big deal out of this. A big deal would be I purchased a couple games and now it's being removed from my, from my library. And then I can only get it if I sub, if that happened, people would riot, Yeah, but it's not uh, now it's not as good of a value as what we got when we you remember the ps4 when you first got a ps4 within the i think the launch window was was it the first th- three months i think it was the first three months mm-hmm. if you got it you got a copy of Resogun, and was a contrast was the other game i think so i don't think yeah. i ever yeah.
2: redeemed those
1: oh i did because i got i got my system day one right and when you got those those were yours permanently they're not a part of ps plus because ps plus uh existed but it wasn't like like you got those and if you weren't subscribing they were yours for free forever and you could argue well they didn't do that on this console well they did they gave you uh, astrobot right so you get a game like so again this to me is a non-issue anybody that's whining about this hasn't really sought, sat down and thought about it it sucks that things are changing obviously mm-hmm. but if you really look at it not much is changing now that the consoles are readily available, they're in every store. They sold seven million in the last three months. Like, they're, they're they're we're no longer in the shortage period. It's finally over.
2: Yeah, but say it's getting a little bit easier to find them because I follow a Twitter account that checks uh, Canadian supplies for them, and I haven't seen them in stores too often. I see more Xbox Series X's, but I Amazon do- never. Amazon never ran out of stock during the Christmas season. Yeah, I never see any problems finding them on like Walmart or Indigo or Staples or wherever. Yeah. It's pretty easy to find them online for sure.
1: And now this is entering into tinfoil hat territory, but there's been rumors of them doing a refit of the console uh, of the digital version, Mm -hmm. making it a little smaller and then releasing a optical drive that you plug in through USB. Now, if that happens, that would mean, Michael, that you could get one and then we could finally share games. That'd be really nice. It. Yeah. And, and the big point there is it, would it be as fast to install? No, it would take longer to install your game from a USB drive than it would from the optical internal drive. It's just how it is. Mm-hmm. So it might take twice as long to install, but once it's installed, it works, it's basic. It's just there to read from the disk for, you know, GRM validation. Mm-hmm. But the reason here's my tinfoil hat theory. If they put out a smaller or slim, you know, digital edition where they don't have to have an optical drive internally and then they release an optical drive externally, uh, one cool thing for me is I could plug one into mine and I could install two games at once, that would be neat, but anyway, uh, that's kind of overkill. But for you or anybody else getting it, removing these games, I feel like they put these games there as a welcome thing, not really so much as a welcome thing for most people. I feel they put that there as a panic, you know, and control system because they knew people were going to give them flack for releasing an all digital system where they couldn't play their games that they owned on disc. So you, they couldn't pop in their popular PS4 games if they already had the library. Yeah. Right? So you release a, uh, a USB attachment that turns the digital console into having the ability to pay, play their PS4 games. There's no need for these to be there. Yeah. That, because that's not, because yeah. if you're a new person, you're now a new person, coming into the console and you're like you know what i'm gonna get the digital edition and i'm gonna get that external drive or down the line or whatever. i'm gonna get it because now i could i have my built-in library where i can play all my games that i owned on physical disc and now i won't scream at sony for removing the software Mm -hmm. from the library i think that this is an indication that that external drive is coming because then if somebody if somebody wants to complain somebody can say well you can still play the games you own now yeah you don't. You don't have to have this digital if you don't want it.
2: Yeah, I, I guess. So, uh, hopefully, this will be a really good thing in the end.
1: So that's that, that's just how my brain works. Like, there, Sony has done dumb things, but this is not as dumb of a move or as greedy of a move as you might think. I think the timing of the announcement was not the greatest. I think they should have announced the time that this was. They should have announced the disc attachment and then announced they were sunsetting this about a month later. Yeah because then it's our then people would already put two and two together because i swear that, that that was the reason it was here it was not to welcome new people to ps5 and hear some of the classics i think they put it there because they knew the number one complaint they were going to get from people getting the the discless system was how do i play my ps4 games that i have on disc yeah and their solution would have been well you can't but here's 20 of the most popular ones for free that you can play
2: yeah So uh, moving on to our next story, this one comes courtesy of superherohype.com. This was a pretty big story uh, earlier in the week, and I'm kind of glad we had a little bit of time for this to breathe. Uh, James Gunn unveils new DC film and TV slate. So uh, when James Gunn and Peter Safran were named co-CEOs of DC Studios, they promised fans wouldn't have to wait too long to see their plans. So via deadline, the duo outlined their plan for the new DC film and TV slate which will be called Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters. The projects in question will be released between 2025 and 2027. First up is Creature Commandos, a animated series about a group of monsters that will include Weasel from the Suicide Squad. Gunn uh, Gun wrote the series and noted that the animation will lead into live action and back into animation. Instead of Peacemaker Season 2, the next live action DC series will follow Viola davis's amanda waller gun noted that his commitments to the next superman film will keep him from immediately working on more peacemaker uh episodes for the near future but he added we're using the same actors this is a continuation of peacemaker we're working on waller uh in between doom patrols uh jeremy carver and watchman's uh crystal henry are uh <clears throat> Writing the show, Gunn's previously revealed young Superman movie will be called Superman Legacy. It will be released on July 11th, 2025 and does not have a director yet. Saffron said, quote, this is really the start of the DCU. It is not an origin story. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He's the embodiment of truth, justice and the American way. He's kind. He his kindness in a world that thinks of kindness as old fashioned. Greg Berlanti's Green Lantern series appears to be going away. In its place is Lanterns, an HBO live action series that will feature Earth's two main Green Lanterns, Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Safran likened it to HBO's True Detective and said, "quote It plays a really big role in the next story that we're telling across our film and television." This is a very important show for us. Perhaps the biggest surprise of the initial lineup is The Authority, based upon the Wildstorm comic created by Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch. The powerful team of anti-heroes takes it upon themselves to confront threats on on an incredible scale, while also enforcing their will on Earth's rogue, rogue governments. Gunn said, quote, There's great Wildstorm characters that are popular for a long time, and we're incorporating them into the DCU. Wonder Woman was absent from the upcoming slate, but... The Amazon heroine will be represented in Paradise Lost, a new HBO Max live action series. Saffron compared it to Game of Thrones and said it would be a prequel series that explores the origins of Themyscira, the home of the Amazon, centuries before Diana and Wonder Woman was born. Gunn notes that The Batman 2 is still in the works and it will be released on October 3rd, 2025, but the DCU will have a Batman and Robin of their own. 20th.
1: That's a long time for something that doesn't have a ton of special effects.
2: Yeah. Uh, They also go on to say uh, that the DCU will have their own Batman in their story called The Brave and the Bold. This film will feature its influences from Grant Morrison's Batman run, which introduced Damian Wayne, Bruce Wayne's son from Talia al Ghul, who becomes the new Robin. Booster Gold, the hero from the future, will be getting his own HBO Max live action series. Gunn described Booster as as quote imposter syndrome as a superhero since he comes back in time to find glory as a hero that he could never achieve in his own time but i think is that the guy that they used in the he wasn't smallville uh, and he's had a couple of appearances on it, tv w- wasn't he in the krypton show i think he appeared once actually
1: i'm not sure oh, was, wasn't he the guy is he the guy no he's not the guy i was thinking of okay the guy i was thinking of is i forget his name but he got flung into the future or to an alien no he got flung to the future in an alien planet mhm and he has like a jetpack and time travel device that he doesn't know how to use and he's married to some alien there and and he keeps going back in time to try to save superman because if superman dies or or superman's father dies before superman can be born it screws up the future back to the future style it was really good yeah that that was the one good uh, that was like one of the few good dc tv shows like seriously good TV shows and they canceled it right away because it was on (laughs) sci-fi.
2: And then the article continues to say for the first time since 1985, Supergirl is getting her own movie again. The upcoming Supergirl woman of tomorrow film will, will be based upon Tom King's comic book series that was released last year in this iteration, Supergirl who was raised on a rock, a chip off Krypton watched everyone around her die and killed in a terrible way for the first 14 years of her life. Then came to earth when she was a young girl. She's much more hardcore, and she's not exactly the Supergirl we're used to seeing. Finally, the last project announced was Swamp Thing, a new feature film based upon the classic DC character. The movie will be, quote, investigate the dark origins of the creature, and it will be totally different from other DC movies. This actually sounds pretty cool. I'm I mean, in. Yeah, it's, uh, it sounds good. Uh, a lot of people are, are
1: have got to stick up their butt, and they're still complaining about... Zack uh, Snyder stuff. Well, no, I think those people are gone. I hope so. Hopefully. Uh, no, but it's the people that are complaining about what happened to uh, Superman. Yeah, Henry um, Cavill, and, yeah. And, and you know what? He wants to wipe the slate clean from all the terribleness that was... Snyder shouldn't be allowed to make movies ever again.
2: Although, like, I did read some stuff, and I've and I've seen this uh, on a few different places. Supposedly, Gunn's candid comments this week pissed a few people off but that being said he says certain characters may continue there was a quote that he said regarding the flash that he that he's already seen he says it resets most things but not everything and there's been some talk of ezra miller's commitment to his mental health journey supposedly he's gotten better no no, we'll see
1: no no you don't get okay You might get better when it comes to your mental health and your stability. That doesn't change who you are. are. Yeah. And if if you are a violent, sadistic, sociopathic asshole, that doesn't change. Yeah. Like,
2: I would be very surprised if they continued him on. But I know they're supposed to be continuing Jason Momoa as Aquaman. There was talk of...
1: Momoa's is going to be depending on how much money they want to dump onto his lap
2: yeah um the, they haven't said they've written off gal gadot yet i think they should keep her on board
1: i think they should keep her and fire everybody else that was involved in the production of the last
2: movie. yeah 1984 was not good it was terrible it was so
1: bad and like not even pedro pascal could save it
2: yeah and it's the thing that made me the most mad about Wonder Woman 1984 is the cheetah is one of her iconic villains. That's like no, like that's Wonder Woman's bad person, and she was Kristen Wig jumping. It was lame. It was so it dumb. was
1: Chris It was Kristen Wig in an episode of
2: 2002
1: Smallville Mutant yeah. X. Yeah,
2: like yeah, it was just bad.
1: Like I, I, when I finished the movie, I kept waiting for the J Firestone logo to pop up, like like the whole show was filmed in Montreal or something. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this? What <laughs> like, and it's the argument is, oh, it's because there's there's a brain drain. No, I'm sorry the seat
2: it looked like the Catwoman movie now i'm not surprised we didn't see anything with keanu reeves and constantine because i know there was talk about that for a while
1: oh because that that will be kept under wraps until uh gun reveals it in the trailer yeah so i think that that will that will literally be it, and you know where, where he would probably pop up swamp thing yeah yeah it would it would be swamp thing because they'd want to keep they want to go r-rated they already said if they do constantine again it's going to be r-rated it would be swamp thing going through some crazy stuff and he's like mutating and he's becoming part of the green and and all this and he's the post-credit scene and 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 not post-credit scene or if he's going to be in more than just the post-credit in the trailer the i forget the character's name of you know turns into swamp thing it's the doctor whatever yeah and he's turning, he's like, oh, what's what's happening to me? Oh my god. Like if he does one of those things, like a full-on, like, what's happening to me? Mm-hmm. It you'll just hear Constantine go, I'll, I'll tell you what's happening. Yeah. And you'll just hear you'll just hear Keanu's voice and you won't see anything.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, DC wasted a lot of time with the with Zack Snyder. This ship should have been should have begun to have been righted when Wonder Woman came out.
1: The problem with Snyder is he is a terrible terrible visual style to everything everything looks like a plastic sheen and it doesn't make it look like a comic book it doesn't matter if you pose a few things in the the comic book everything he ever produces even the watchman was was bad for this has the look of a slightly orange plastic uh, saran wrap on everything
2: the the movies of his i the movies of his i will defend is watchmen because i really enjoy that one
1: i try we try rewatching it it's very stiff
2: i like it still because i watched it last year i also do like 300 and i forget i was i hated 300 was he involved in james gunn's dawn of the dead did he direct that
1: he did he was not james gunn's he
2: directed
1: he directed uh what am uh, i thinking of then whatever he directed *Dawn of the Okay,
2: yeah, that one I do like those three of his, but it's nothing past 2010 that I like. Everything past *Watchmen*, it just gets progressively worse. I mean, even *Man of Steel*, I've like tried S- to go back and watch it, and I it's Sucker hard. *Sucker Punch*. *Sucker Punch* looked cool, but it looked like a music video.
1: This is his problem. He doesn't know how to. He doesn't know how to shoot actual interesting shots. Yeah, every everything looks stilted and and, and 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 here's the worst part you can get by a visual style that doesn't necessarily work or clashes mm-hmm. because that's a very subjective thing he doesn't know how to direct the actors to get good performances
2: now i will say i watched Zack schneider's justice league and i think i reviewed it last year i didn't mind it the problem is it was a little too long it was a little too convoluted and it wanted to do too much with what it had to it, work with did
1: Anything in that movie make you have a smile on your face? Did anything in that movie
2: make you go, I want to see the next movie? Um, I can say yes, but there are two caveats to that. I will say this, and I feel terrible for saying it out loud. I liked the Ezra Miller flash parts in it because I thought it made them a little bit more interesting. Well, that was also filmed like later seven or eight it years before. ago before before they went completely crazy. Yeah. And I did like the dark side stuff, but you don't lay down the groundwork for apocalypse and dark side and the anti-life equation because he's not Thanos. And what I mean by that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe took years to build up. Yes, they introduced him in the Avengers, but they laid out the groundwork. You can't just drop a character that big without, you know, it. It takes time.
1: Also, Marvel movies make you feel like you're in the movie. It's an immersive thing. The, the color scheme and everything is very grounded and realistic
2: they just pick nothing better nothing directors. In it
1: steals fake better directors better visual style better uh choices of shots the shots that are are were zoomed out or zoomed in are the right shots to be doing that Snyder stuff is like a series of storyboards yeah and they're not they don't really mesh and look at the new Batman movie compared to that Batman
2: Matt Reeves, Batman, yeah the,
1: it looked like it's a lived in real world that I could believe yeah. I'm in yeah yeah Nothing in any of Snyder's movies feel like you could be there because they don't look real. Yeah, Look at the the Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. It looked like a series of video game shots. It didn't look like something that was a real lived in world. Man of Steel, horrific, fast motion fighting with, with like Nintendo 64 icons fighting each other because they couldn't animate it fast enough to make it look good. Uh, everything, everything you touched looked like shit yeah so it like it, he yet if you take like a single still frame, everything in there looks like it makes a good poster, but nothing makes it feel like a good movie. Watchman had a bit of a better balance, I'll admit that, mm-hmm. but Watchman suffered from the problem of the dialogue being stilted because he can't get good voice he can't get good performances he is he's somebody who really shouldn't be involved in movies at all. And I don't know how he, he like lucked his way up into that position because 300 was visually striking. It still wasn't a good movie, yeah. It's but true. it was visually striking. Yep.
2: I'll agree to um,
1: that. So, I mean, I'm glad that, that he's gone and there's a lot of people that will try to defend him and it'd be like, they'll say all the outside factors, like the problems he had and tragedies with his family. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. I, I care about him as the human being. And like he went through a lot of horrible shit, but him as and, the uh,
2: artist, you but are That done. doesn't
1: excuse that mm-hmm. you are bad at your job. Yeah, I mean we don't we don't give you a pass when you are you wasted billions of dollars, and more importantly, now that I am thirty six and getting closer to to middle age, you wasted ten years of my fucking life to try to make these movies, and they were garbage. Mm-hmm. Don't wait. I am not going to wait another ten years. Yeah, like so, so like this, like if if James Gunn's you know ten year plan turns out to be shit i'm done with dc because there's i I don't want to be 50 something years old waiting for when they're going to be good
2: yeah like dc they definitely have stumbled out of the gate several times their tv stuff even started to falter in the last couple years so flash
1: seasons one through four you could even argue through five are some of the best superhero tv shows ever made arrow had two seasons that were good i think it was season four and seven mm-hmm. there was one with Dolph London as a bad guy and it was pretty good uh, and then everything else was utter garbage legends of tomorrow uh, legends of tomorrow is fun garbage there's a few fun moments but it's very meta and uh, if you want that show done right you watch doom patrol uh, and if you want like a few silly moments there's some silly fun moments there but it's very much the low-budget Kmart crap mm-hmm it's very playing up to the audience, but it's still enjoyable. Everything else, Black Lightning, garbage. Absolute horrible written. Uh, the actors were all wasted. They're all decent actors in given horrible material. Uh, Supergirl should have never been made. I like Supergirl, so but. It
2: was so bad. It, it was even worse when they moved it from CBS over. That's, I think, when things change for me. Like, I've seen a couple of episodes and I've liked it, but that being said, I think you waste certain potential within that that kind of Bat, universe.
1: Batwoman, I love the less set the less said about that garbage, the the better.
2: Again, I liked parts of Batwoman, but I wanted more.
1: Well, guess what? It looked like a fucking Snyder movie. Yeah, so I, it was it was unwatchable. It was so. And after first of all, the the first actress to play her was Ruby boring.
2: something. Yeah, see, she's she was boring. I liked her the, in, the, in the costume, but I didn't like when when yeah i I don't like the second actress and no nothing against her as a person or her portrayal i just didn't like the stories that were being told
1: that's the problem they ended up losing some of the writers too yeah so when i say it's crap i mean it's just it was unwatchable garbage like and then you see other stuff like gotham i couldn't stand uh titans is fuck batman no the, the And then, uh, what was the other one? Stargirl or whatever. That's okay. But again, that was on a different network. Amazon, still, yeah. Anything that, or, or any, it was on, or is it, was it DC, whatever universe? And then it moved over. Uh, but anything that Berlanti worked on that wasn't the first three or four seasons of Flash, mm-hmm. it's been hot garbage. Everything has been going downhill for them. Uh, they have one consistent show, and that was Doom Patrol, and it just got canceled yeah. after this this latest late season, and it's like, okay, I get why they canceled it, but I felt like maybe, maybe they would keep that show running now that Gun was involved, and it it had a feel like a gun show. Mm-hmm. But I get maybe that that it was just the budget, whatever was happening. Peacemakers out, though. Peacemakers great too, obviously. uh But like, I felt like maybe Peacemaker and that would be paired together, and they'd stay a little longer but I'm actually happy they're cleaning house. Like it's for people that are whining or complaining or they're worried. It's like, no, it can't really get worse than it already was. And if you were really enjoying it, I'm, I'm you know, I feel bad. Like, I'm sorry that your favorite shows are gone, but I do think that they were almost all objectively bad. So I, I I like, you know, this is kind of the only way you have to, you have to go with a clean slate and keep a couple things that were doing well. Like, There would be no reason to cancel the Matt Reeves movies, no, because they were just they were that strong.
2: Yeah, I and
1: and and aren't we getting Joker
2: two as well? Yes, so we are getting those two. as As I said during the article, we are getting Peacemaker season two just later. We're getting Amanda Waller show. Okay, I'm cool with that. That's just more Task Force X. Cool, I'm totally fine with that. And we're gonna get those characters from Peacemaker that aren't John Cena. Like I watched uh black adam recently and they had the one girl from peacemaker so all right cool uh it, i think it was hardcore was in it and the guy with the beard i want to say we like in it so all right fine as long as they keep the parts that worked i'm fine with it it's going to be an interesting dcu going forward hopefully it's more successful so final story this week and this is a follow-up to something that we've been following for quite some time and this story comes courtesy of Kotaku.com. Activision did nothing wrong. We'll pay $35 million in settlement. This is the Call of Duty publisher's biggest settlement to date with federal regulators. So Activision Blizzard will pay the Securities and Exchange Commission $35 million to settle charges it violated workplace misconduct reporting rules and whistleblower protections. The Call of Duty publisher admits no wrongdoing in the case when it comes to less than two years after a bombshell lawsuit by California regulators alleged years of sexual harassment and discrimination at the company. Today's SEC order states that Activision Blizzard quote, lacked controls and procedures to properly collect and analyze employee, employee complaints of workplace misconduct. As a result, the company's management quote, lacked sufficient information to even know if there were certain issues at the company that required public disclosure to investors. In addition, the SEC order also claims Activision Blizzard used separation agreements for departing employees that required them to notify the company. If they were contacted for information by the sec, that would be a violation of whistleblower protections quote, the sec order finds that Activision blizzard failed to implement necessary controls to collect and review employee complaints about workplace misconduct, which it left without the me- with, without the means to determine whether larger issues existed that needed to be disclosed to investors. Director of C of, uh, of the sec's Denver regional office, Jason Burt said in a press release. While the company didn't admit to the charges, it did agree to a cease and desist order. In in addition, sorry, to the thirty five million dollar thirty five million dollar penalty. "Quote: We are pleased to amicably resolve this matter." Activision Media Relations uh, Joe uh, Chisnat told Kotaku in a statement. As the order recognizes, we have enhanced our disclosure processes with regard to workplace reporting. Updated our separation contract language. We did so as a part of the continuing commitment to operational excellence and transparency. Activision oh, Blizzard. I, I'm going to pause you right
1: there. Uh, separation contract. That's uh, that's like NDA stuff, right? Yeah. But that shouldn't be even existing if they if you are leaving on your own accord, or if you're being dismissed for cause, or whatever, uh, being be, being laid off, mm-hmm. or or anything that should be illegal. They should not be allowed to tell you what you're allowed to tell the government.
2: Yeah. So the article continues on is uh, we... Uh, let me see. Where did I leave off? Oh yeah. Uh, Activision Blizzard is confident in its workplace disclosure that amical resolution is nearly double the $18 million settlement Activision agreed to pay the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission over a federal harassment and discrimination lawsuit. The funds of the funds from which will only be paid out to victims of the company's workplace culture who were employed after 2016, Activision CEO Bobby Kotick made roughly $155 million in 2020 you <laughs> Both landmark settlements come after a November 2021 investigation by the Wall Street Journal, which reported that Kotick was aware of workplace misconduct, uh, including a settlement for an incident of alleged rape, but failed to disclose it to Activision board of directors. A subsequent report by the Wall Street Journal claimed Kotaku continued to try and hide how many employees were fired at the company in the wake of the allegations being made public. The company has called these allegations false and furiously pushed back against the original Department of Fair Employment and Housing lawsuit that kicked everything off. Activision tried to get the case thrown out last year, but a judge denied the request and continues to make its way through the Los Angeles Superior Court. Quote, when the company received complaints where we responded to them appropriately and after extensive and thorough review of workplace policies and procedures, workplace practices, compliance, and company data performed by the external company advisors, including former EEOC chair Gilbert Cassas, Skouter Arps, William Hale, Paul Hastings, CDF Labor uh, Law LLP, the board, concluded there were never widespread or systematic harassment, retaliation, or discrimination at the company, end quote. Chris Natt told Kotaku in a statement, the board and advisors also concluded there was no evidence that the company's senior executives ignored the complaints when they were reported. The fallout from the lawsuit and subsequent news reports, however, reportedly paved the way for Microsoft to swoop in and make a deal to acquire Activision for $69 billion. That sale is currently facing an antitrust lawsuit by the Federal Trade Commission. And that's the end of the article. Ah, oh, money can okay. buy so much, you can know, It
1: very, very long article to basically say that Activision is still lying.
2: Yeah, something is wrong it's somewhere. Not,
1: every everything that they're saying. Well, no, that's what the what the FCC said is. What we found is you illegally tried to make contracts with your people.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh,
1: that we're leaving, that you would withhold their severance pay if they talked to us. hmm that's illegal. Yeah, you can they, they now have charged them with that, and their response is, uh, "No, we didn't." Even though they have proof.
2: Yeah. So here's thirty five million. Please go away.
1: Yeah. Here's thirty five million. Please go away. And Bobby Kotick makes more money than all the other employees in the entire company combined to do nothing but sit there and do evil.
2: Yeah. Like, like,
1: like he legitimately does things that are evil. He's he's basically and like, a dumber
2: like, Lex Luthor.
1: Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get how, like, I know the argument is, you know, it's like, well, it's all relative. He doesn't think he's bad or you, how does he not know that he's evil?
2: Well, he made some pretty strong allegations, or like, there were some pretty strong allegations. I remember we reported on, like, he said something to an airline stewardess or something a couple of years ago. And uh, his secretary,
1: secretary, uh, called he
2: called her, said, uh, I'm going to cut off your head or something weird uh, or something.
1: He, he, You know, yeah, he he called her at home, and when she didn't answer fast enough, he said, "Answer your phone or something." I'm paraphrasing, but basically, answer your phone or you'll be fired uh, or something. uh, No, answer your phone or I'll fucking kill you. Yeah,
2: it was something really
1: outrageous or or something about how or or that he could. Oh no, he could have her killed and get away with it
2: or something like that. Yeah, and
1: that was apparently a joke. Yeah, that he that he yelled at
2: her. Yeah, and you don't treat people like that. You're, you and just that, don't. And
1: she she taped it, recorded it on on her voicemail, uh, and then brought that to the government, mm-hmm. and that was part of the evidence. And uh, Activision's response was, "You shouldn't have been allowed to record our conversation."
2: Yeah, like no. How about you don't be an asshole to people how about you don't threaten to kill me yeah like there's... and the response is well
1: you took a joke wrong no no it was a threat it was a threat to kill her. yeah and no no apology afterwards no joking or laughing
2: yeah like it i don't think the deal is going to happen with microsoft and oh that i now. think people people think it's going to be easy
1: to go through i think they're going to force them to break it up
2: so yes yeah, something's going to happen
1: and what i think is going to happen is he's going to somehow get out with money golden parachute And he, oh, he's going to get out with money. And then what's going to happen is he's not going to realize that somebody in the IRS or somebody is going to be keeping a file on him. This is one of those weird situations where you might find in 10 years he's in prison for something else. Because somebody doesn't get that rich without cutting a bunch of corners on his own.
2: Yeah, something like there's something here that we're going to say smells a little funny.
1: Smells fucky. Smells fucky. (laughs) the air is fucky anyway (laughs) uh outside of that here's what i think is going to happen if it goes through i'll be very surprised because it it's too contentious right now Mm -hmm. it's it's the this is a a worse mangled legal mess than rogers buying shaw here Mm -hmm. like it's a little more straightforward even if it is almost as evil here um but what's going to probably happen is they're going to break it off. It's not going to be a split like Blizzard and Activision get split into in two different divisions again, like I initially thought. I think they're going to break up the studios individually.
2: That wouldn't surprise me, actually. Uh,
1: because they're going to piecemeal the studios out. Uh, and what's going to happen is Microsoft is going to want uh, Treyarch, uh, uh, what's it, Treyarch Infinity Ward, and is it Raven or Sledgehammer? Mm-hmm. They'll want those four. And they'll probably also want i forget which which of the blizzard studios it is that does world of warcraft and which one does diablo they're going to want world of warcraft but they're probably not going to be allowed to keep it mm-hmm. uh or they might be able to just get the activision like the, the the call of duty studios and that and then all the small middleware companies all of the other studios like toys for bob uh the former studios that were uh was it NeverSoft and uh, there's a couple others and then the other uh blizzard studios that make all the other blizzard games those are all going to be sold off to sony and everybody else and they might have to make a hard choice do you want all of the call of duty studios or do you only get to have two of them if you also want to have world of warcraft microsoft is desperate desperate for their mmo that they can have that they can get all that monthly income from and they can't make one themselves they can't even make a live service game themselves that doesn't suck or have major problems. So they're not going to be able to buy uh Final Fantasy 14 and they're not going to be able to buy that that division of of Square Enix because that's the division keeping Square Enix afloat. So they won't buy that or they won't they won't even allow the takeover and it's very hard for an American company to buy a Japanese company. So what's the next best thing? Get wow. Yeah. So that that's what they want it for. You know, people think oh they want Diablo and they want that. No. No, they want Call of Duty and World of Warcraft. They don't give a shit about the other IPs because they don't even touch half of the IPs they own. Look what happened to Rare. Do they make anything with their stuff? Oh, except for, like, now they said that they're making, uh, you know, didn't they say, no, they didn't say they were making anything with Banjo, but they, they were, Perfect Dark is supposed to be coming up. Well, now there's talk that Perfect Dark's having to start over production again. Yeah. So... Again, they've owned Rare for, what, 15 years? Mm-hmm. And they've done, like, two or three games ever with them. And other than Viva Pinata. So, you know what I mean? Like, they, they sit on so many things. They don't want all those other game studios. They don't give a shit about uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot or any of the other properties that they own or, or, or Tony They want Call of Duty and they want World of Warcraft. That's it. And they saw this and went, WoW has made $100 billion in 10 or, or whatever that number is, in 20 years. Mm-hmm. We want that. And we want Call of Duty. And I think what's going to happen is Sony will end up getting a few studios on the sly that are probably probably not Infinity Ward and probably not uh, Treyarch, but they might get the other two. And that's how they're going to get their, their first-person shooter games made. Uh, and then somebody else is going to get like i would assume that that sony would probably want the studio uh, internally that makes diablo mm-hmm. uh, and then every other studio is going to get bought up by embracer group and they're going to be part of thq
2: <laughs> So yeah
1: i like because if, here's the thing if all those small studios get bought up in the small and and if they buy the ips You know we're going to get like ten million Crash Bandicoot games, and they're all probably going to be pretty good.
2: Yeah, or I would be happy for a single player or some kind of a squad based Overwatch single player game, like because Overwatch has an awesome lore. Tell me about it. How
1: about what if THQ buys them, buys those one or two of the studios from them, and then we we were like, oh, we're going to get a new Tony Hawk game. Oh, that's really cool. And then it's like it's Tony Hawk but it has all the other like you can play as characters from other games that are now owned by THQ. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because like that was something that I never understood with with the Tony Hawk franchise. They owned all this stuff like why couldn't you play as you know as Crash.
2: Yeah, like, I know in terms of characters, you could play in the Tony Hawk franchise, because I'm a pretty big fan. You, I remember Spider-Man. Yeah, you could play as Spider-Man, Darth Maul, uh, a lot of... You could play as Phil in, from Bam's Family. You could play as uh, there were a couple other characters that were a little bit strange and out there
1: but you know what i mean they never leveraged the amount of properties they owned.
2: yeah like there's so much like why they never put like say captain price in a game like from call of duty that would have been kind of fun um like yeah there's so much stuff that just could have been like hell even when they did the remaster of tony hawk one and two you could have put ghost from call of duty in there I would have been awesome
1: am i I crazy but was jack black in one of them
2: he was a voice i want to say i think he was i think he was a voice but i'm not 100 sure on that
1: okay because i know they had a couple movie celebrities i think in the first few games
2: yeah i it's been so long i remember you could play as wolverine in one um yeah it's been a while
1: but you know what i mean like why didn't they do like i i this that's just my personal again tinfoil hat I think they're going to, if they break them up, it's not going to be the split direct down the center of the two companies mm-hmm. I because they're going to want a couple properties from the other. I think they're going to piecemeal out the studios. And if not the studios, what, they might even say something like, you can keep the studios, which they don't want if they can't have the IPs. And they might go, but we're going to make you piecemeal out your IPs. Yeah. And that is something that will make Microsoft
2: panic. Yeah, because there's because a lot they, of good IPs there
1: yes cuz and they they love sitting on those ips and doing nothing with them but but the reason for that is they'd rather sit on them than have somebody else make money off of them it's true that that is old software tech strategies and for a while we thought they weren't going to do that and they're starting to rear their ugly head with that style of management again yeah so and with all these layoffs like they just laid off 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 employees And they're still trying to purchase this company for $69 billion. I would make the argument if you're losing so much frigging money and you had to fire 10% or 5% of your workforce,
2: why are you still trying to purchase this? I just had this thought. So one of the games that I follow quite closely is 343 and Halo Infinite. They lost 95 employees plus now there's talk of them doing the next halo in unreal engine because they're switching from the slipstream engine which they've been using for like 20 years
1: oh i'll tell you they 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 want infinity ward or somebody to make
2: yeah like an infinity ward call of duty or not an infinity ward halo that's interesting but but but
1: how about this they or infinity ward or which one is the one that did black ops the Cold War,
2: uh, Sledgehammer,
1: maybe was that that Treyarch? Was that Treyarch? That
2: might have been Treyarch or Sledgehammer, I can't remember because that was that's the one that's my favorite, right? Like, whatever studio
1: did that, instead of making it about Master Chief, you want to make them have an ease, you know, ease them in. Okay, you make a a single player with a with some multiplayer so that you ease people in, but you have them and you make it about the like the ODSTs again,
2: yeah, do another (gasps) ODST sequel that would sell.
1: do it, do an ODST sequel that takes place in the Halo somewhere between Halo 5 Guardians and Infinite. Yeah, that would sound And you and you and you make it you, you know, you make it with a four or five hour campaign and it's mostly multiplayer to show, "Hey, here's what we can do with the franchise."
2: Yeah. I would pay for that because there there, there was talk that now Halo Infinite has no single player uh, content planned. It's all multiplayer stuff. Oh. I had it sitting on my drive
1: forever Yeah. Uh, deleted. I deleted it as soon as I heard that they had no plans anymore because what was that lie? The, the lie of we're going to have single player content every year for 10 years mm-hmm. and we got At once, and they never even gave us like. There's a whole section of the map that's just never going to be filled out.
2: Yeah, like one of the things they did because this is something where I've got a bit of expertise, and like they're they're now doing seasons, which are very anemic in content. You get a two minute cutscene with your custom Spartan, which is okay, cool, fine, but you don't get a lot of things. Like last season was something called Lone Wolf, and they bring back a Covenant or not a Covenant, a banished AI thing, and. Okay, cool, but it doesn't really build anything, and there was just an event where you could have got a bunch of free cosmetics, but you had to do a bunch of shit. I normally play those. I didn't even bother. That should tell you something, because I used to play Infinite almost every day. I was very... I, I, I didn't suck at multiplayer, and hell, I'm not even playing Call of Duty that much anymore.
1: We never we never ended up doing our, our co-op play, because what was the point? Yeah,
2: like we're just going back to get achievements. Like even right now, I think I'm missing three Spartan logs and just, I don't care enough to go back and get them. I got 95% of the achievements. You know what? I'm good. And that disappoints the fuck out of me. Because I wanted so much more out of it. And with the whole Activision thing, even this year's Call of Duty, they've delayed season two of uh, of Modern Warfare 2. It comes out on the 15th. Okay, that's fine. That's great. But it's just not enough to get two or three multiplayer maps every eight nine weeks it's not enough to get one or two new guns and some new cosmetics i mean they did something with the world cup this year where you could get a couple of the really big players in multiplayer bundles okay fine i don't know who any of these people are um
1: we're at a point where if you're not gonna be apex legends or and even they
2: and even they canceled their mobile game and they were they canceled a single player titanfall apex legends game (laughs)
1: If you can't keep pace with Fortnite, don't bother making a live service game.
2: Yeah. I mean, even like even Destiny 2, it has a very dedicated player base. Oh, and it's, it's, it's dwindling yeah. because people are getting bored. Yeah. There's nothing to do I me. Mean, like P- P- the raids are, are saying, cool, but
1: people are already turning to Sony and saying, hey, you just bought you bought uh, Bungie. What are they doing? Where's the next game? or where's the content
2: yeah i mean like my problem with destiny 2 and i know we're getting off on a bit of a tangent here is i don't the end game content unless you've been grinding since when that game first came out unless you have the top gear and the highest light level and you have a dedicated squad to raid with in fact jt brought this up in our little gaming chat he's like guys what's how hard is it to get into destiny two right now? I'm like, unless you've got a dedicated squad that can do the raids, you're going to have a really bad time. Because you need people to raid with. And even in Call of Duty right now, they have a raid you can do, but you have to have three people minimum. One of you has to have a key you can earn from the DMZ to get into Building 21, which is some off-site mercenary thing. And it's very fucking hard. And all you get is a new operator skin and some blueprint guns. That's not enough for me.
1: The last live service game that was with squads and playing that you could that you could conceivably get into mm-hmm. and get uh, into fairly easily. And it wasn't like a big barrier of entry was probably the, the division
2: one and two. Um, You could play with a squad if you played rainbow six, but that, but, 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 it, but that's hard. Yeah. But that's hardcore competitive.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you're like, like for JT, it would basically be the division that that's it. And that's, that's, you know, multi-year old Ubisoft type. Yeah. And that's it. There really isn't anything else that you can just get into without already being an expert.
2: Yeah, and to find groups. Yeah, you can look on Twitter. You can look on Reddit. You can look on Discord. But it's hard to find people to play with that you gel with right away. I mean, the only multiplayer game that I play with where I don't know everybody is Pokemon Go, and that's a mobile game.
1: Incorrect. You do your dailies on Far Cry 6 still, don't you?
2: No, I stopped doing that like six months ago. Thank God. That game was... And even that game, once I saw what was being recycled into it, I didn't even yeah. buy the latest DLC because it was this roguelike shit, and I can't stand yep. that.
1: Yep, yep, yep. And, again, we don't know what's coming later this year because there's still a lot of uncertainties. Uh, you know, it wasn't part of our stories here, but we'll sort of pigeonhole it in for the last minute or so here. Mm-hmm. All of those live service games are shutting down. Back for Blood's gone, or going to be gone uh that was the one that was made by the people i as a spiritual successor to left for dead wasn't uh, it? left for dead yeah turtle rock or something uh, right yeah
2: that's gone knockout City's uh, shutting down in a few weeks
1: si- yeah the rumble verse is gone uh, in like a few weeks actually like the end yeah. of february a whole bunch of basically everything that was put out the only one that somehow has slipped under the radar was outriders yep
2: um uh, avengers is shutting good. down in march
1: Yep. although and that then, being
2: said you can still play online and they're going to give you every single cosmetic in the game for free yeah, which is great for the
1: next yeah but only for a few months before the whole game shuts off no
2: you can still access the servers for years they're just not going to fix anything because i did because oh. i did look oh. into it so if you, you know what's going to
1: happen then it's gonna there's gonna be a game breaking bug that gets introduced it, and then they have to shut it down. that's
2: what they said they said if something breaks we'll try and fix it but we're not putting any more resources at it so
1: yeah, so basically, Outriders is it. Yeah, like everything else is gone, and that's a Square Enix one that's going to be gone. For people can fly. That'll be gone real soon. Oh yeah. Um, and then, and the, the Final Fantasy one already shut down for First Soldier. Yeah. Uh, and then, so those are all gone. Uh, the Resident Evil one is doing horrible. I
2: don't even remember anybody ever playing it. I think our friend I, Connell played it for a while,
1: and and we know people in like the like the streamer uh space where they've tried it and that they're like when you have people that stream like a ton of those types of games and whenever that name gets brought up they just cackle with laughter it's like that's not something you usually want to do you know if you're you want to stay on good terms with a game company but when it's every single streamer just laughs
2: at capcom do you remember when the evil dead game came out and it had such hype behind it and even it, it's getting some new DLC fairly soon. Yeah. I can't recall anybody who's ever talked about it in the last or, few months. Or the Predator one? Oh, that that game was hot garbage uh, after its first uh, round and of content release. So, like, they, they're all
1: basically shutting down. Um, Aliens
2: Fire Team. It's it's hard to get a stable connection
1: to people. And the other and the other Alien one uh, that was the other that's like the top down shooter one is it's not doing well either uh what's the other one godfall is basically all but dead it went free to play on on playstation uh they're all basically done like that whole and yet you have a few companies that still think they're going to make ones like that they're going to be successful uh i'm a little worried about suicide squad because it's revealed that it's basically looking a lot like marvel's avengers um we'll see if they backtrack or change anything but i think
2: uh, people are still playing
1: gotham knights aren't they
2: Yes. Because it just got some uh, DLC recently with, like, the Starro.
1: Yes, and it got some patches to make uh, the PC version a lot more responsive. Uh, so there's that, but, like, we've had some good games come out recently that are single-player, and I I think the trend... People are starting to see that there is only room for about two or three of these, like, even Overwatch 2 isn't doing well anymore.
2: Yeah, which sucks because... Like, it's,
1: it's Fortnite. That's it. That is it as far as what people are watching. It's what the kids want to watch. That's it. So... We'll see. There's going to be more games that come. But hopefully this trend, you know, changes things around and they start realizing they have to start putting money into making good games and not just games that they will quickly try to one that
2: I'm, capture, one, capture an audience. One that I'm really scared about because it was revealed at the Game Awards is that new Transformers game. I want that, it to be good. Yeah. Got a bad the Transformers
1: game and the Robocop one. Yeah. Now, the other one, the newest game coming that is not appearing to be, I was worried it was going to be this live service thing, is uh, that, what's that one? Um, Red whatever. Redfall? Yes. Yeah. So that apparently, I figure you and I will probably do a co-op through that, mm-hmm. uh, because it's looking more like it's Far Cry style, but with vampires and craziness. So we'll see. But again, who knows if it's going to take off right like are people done with that style of game cuz there are ebbs and flows right so i know this has gone on a lot longer than we expected but like this where i think we're at a crisis point man
2: yeah like multiplayer games you're really going to have to fight hard to capture an audience act i mean even warzone player counts are down and that's yep. the battle royale for the competitive yep. scene halo I know there's a new championship season starting soon. Do, does the general public even remember that Valorant exists? I see people talking about it now, but not many. It's it's a niche audience. And there. Whoa. what was that other game? There was an, another game that was like Valorant, but wasn't? Oh, it was it Battleborn? It was, or, or... That shut down years ago, and that's a hot blip on the radar nobody talks about
1: yeah it's so just there's there's a few others and again we got Street Fighter and some others coming out that'll bring people back to multiplayer gaming but you know spinning this all all the way around to what the story was about mm-hmm. uh basically fuck Bobby Kotick and their lies
2: <laughs> pretty much end story so anyway we're going to take a break here on this and I think we're going to take a look at the latest entry in the Fire Emblem series here on this week in geek so this is Alex's review of Fire Emblem Engage Yes. All right. So we'll be back guys right after this with the weird news. As we begin to close out the show, we'll be back guys right after this.
1: Alex here and our friends over at Nintendo sent a review copy of fire emblem engage for us to check out. Uh, now, full disclosure, we received it on release day. So that's why this review has taken a little bit to get to us. Cause it's a pretty involving game. We're looking at, you know, somewhere in the 40 plus hour mark for a, a full playthrough. And I am, About 70% through, I would say. (laughs) Uh, Usually we try to get a a complete playthrough, like full story with absolutely all main uh, story beats completed, maybe even most side missions done, if there are any on a playthrough, to do a review. But that would push this review out another week or so because it is absolutely a blast to play, but it is something that wants to take up a lot of your time uh, and you know, in the just in the spirit of expediency, I have enough of an idea of exactly where this is going, and the elements that are involved, and uh, I, I sort of know exactly where it is. There's few game series out there where you can trust your instincts, and this is one of the ones that you generally know what you're getting once you're into. It. Once you get past the first couple hours and tutorials you'll know exactly where you are. So that being said, where does this game stand in comparison to previous entries in the series? Uh, We uh, have reviewed the last mainline entry as well as uh, the, the uh, warrior style game. Birdman took that on last time. And uh, this is an interesting game in that the concept behind it is you end up pulling in characters from previous games in the franchise to, uh, assist you in battle and and be part of that sort of fusion style (laughs) attacks. Uh, It's really interesting. I I don't want to spoil any of the the story and the beats because there's a lot of it. That's going to be callbacks and surprises for fans of the series. That being said, if you're somebody completely new going into it or or don't have a ton of history with the franchise, you don't necessarily need to know anything going into it. Uh, It just enhances the experience overall. If you're looking for a, you know, fantastically deep and engaging story, uh, you know, pun intended there, it's not going to be, you know, the Shakespearean, fantastic, deep cut, uh, philosophical story. This is your standard, fun, Nintendo-style RPG, if that makes any sense. Uh, As far as the mechanics are concerned with it, uh the the uh weapon triangle you know makes a return and it's very well easy to figure out you know rock paper scissors is the essential thing certain units are better at cer- certain at beating certain units than others uh the the combat system is deep but easy enough to get into you're eased in you get it uh they're very good at creating a tutorial for people that are newcomers to it it's not overly difficult uh, they've done really good scaling of the difficulty because in the past the series was known for being very difficult, and then the last game or two is where they finally really started letting it tune to a more wider audience. Um, as far as uh, as far as visuals are concerned, it's probably the best looking game in the franchise. Uh, there's some aliasing happening, in, you know, in the background and certain things. Characters up front look great. Uh, it's probably the best that they've ever rendered the models of their characters. Some of the backgrounds are looking kind of gamecube Uh We're hitting the limits of what the Nintendo Switch could do, so they're having to get very smart in how they process things. And loading times are pretty good. It's not overly excessive uh, or problematic. Uh, streaming assets are pretty good. There's not a crazy amount of popping or anything. It seems very, very well optimized, which is a really, really nice thing to see. Uh, as far as any downsides to it, or anything that I would consider a con, um, it's, it's that a lot of the characters characters appear to be a little more one note, and that you know, and that can happen when you have a large, wide array of uh, playable characters or, or NPCs that come in. They're just not as fleshed out as uh, other games could be sometimes in, in the same genre. But you know what that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things because the whole package here is fantastic it's just a really good game to pick up you can pick it up and play it for like an hour or two or you can pick it up you know and do a marathon play of it which is something i usually do uh we just you know scheduling uh doesn't didn't account for that didn't really uh have the ability to do that at this time but again Even with playing it a few hours or so at a time, you know, an an hour here, an hour there each day, you know, you know, in about a week, week and a half, you know, I ended up at about the 70, 70 ish percent mark probably for completion and I'll continue to do so. And if I, you know, if there's some drastic change (laughs) where it just completely spirals out of control for me, we'll talk about it, but I'm not foreseeing that I'm foreseeing a very happy ending to this in that I played most of this game with a smile on my face which is not something I do as often as you'd think. You know, I just have, you know, good cozy feels with it. So for that, and oh, by the way, the voice acting is pretty top-notch. Uh, it's a really, really good voice acting and direction in there. I wanted to make sure I mentioned that before we got out of here. So, you know, it. this is a good entry point for people that are brand new to the franchise in that it's just probably the most polished release they've ever had. But it's also a really good entry point for, or not entry point, but a really good, uh, you know, entry in the franchise for super fans as well. So I think everybody's going to get something out of it. Um, Is it a recommend for a buy? It's a buy for any RPG or tactical fan, for sure. And it's also a buy for somebody who maybe, uh, you know, for their family, they have kids, maybe started uh, tactical games, tactical RPGs. With uh, maybe the Mario Kingdoms uh, Kingdom Battle or Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope, you know that that being really your first entry or it's, it's a really good entry point for kids getting into you know uh, tactical games, especially if they're Mario fans, and they're maybe ready to upgrade to a more robust and complete system. That would be a good stepping stone. So if you're, you're somebody who is unsure. But you liked Mario and Rabbids, uh, you know, both of the versions that came out, you know, the one that came out years ago and then the one that came out just this past fall. And you're looking for maybe something a little more. And now you're like, okay, let's let's dip my toes into something that, uh, you know, has the same aesthetic feel, the the goodness there, but has more of a challenge and more of a traditional JRPG element to it. Uh, If that's the case, it's well worth picking up for you
0: so oh, crazy don't mind if i do human sacrifice dogs and cats living together all
2: right guys welcome back to this week in geek.net it's time to talk about the weird strange and unusual things that happened around the planet this past week we're going to start things off with a sudden death actually we have two death articles one's a little bit strange the other one is like oh god and this one is a little bit bizarre and this was actually brought to my attention from my friend Jordan, who I do stuff with at the Guelph Storm Trackers. His uh, partner Rachel brought this to my attention. And the sudden death of Quebec's Fred Mamont casts a shadow on Groundhog Day. Val d'Espoir Child took the job over Thursday, predicting six more weeks of winter. Fred La Lamormont, uh, the province's famous furry oracle in Val d'Espoir, Quebec, was found dead overnight Thursday, hours before he had been expected to predict weather or n- whether it would be an early or late spring. The organizer of Thursday's Groundhog Day event in Val d'Espoir announced the Somber news following some 40 minutes of festivities, including music and dancing, quote, in life, the only things that are certain is that nothing is certain. A serious uh, Roberto Blondon said in front of a crowd of awaiting spectators. Well, this year it's true. It's true and it's unfortunate. I announce to you the death of Fred. Blondon said he found the lifeless animal overnight when he tried to wake him. He said he had, quote, no vital signs and figures. Fred passed away in late fall or early December during hibernation at the age of nine. Changing the tone, Blondon said Fred loved children. Wait, 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 wait. He didn't know he was dead, even though he'd been dead for months. Well, he was in hibernation, so he wouldn't. But be he wouldn't
1: have. He wouldn't have decayed.
2: Uh, I don't. Well, I guess if he's in in an outside enclosure, or if he's and in a very
1: and it's cold enough. Yeah, yeah. it's true. But but sorry, what I want to, I'm sorry to break into your story. But I watched the video.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What you read was much more eloquent than what he actually said yeah. on the live mic. Yeah. Did you hear? Did you hear what he said on the live mic? No.
2: What did he say? He
1: comes out, there's, the CBC is there, it's being broadcast, and there's all these children in the front row, (laughs) (laughs) and and they're waiting, they're like, he didn't tell the organizers that he was dead, so they're all there, and they have, they have they're all like they're having the kids sing a song about uh, uh about the marmot and they're all singing nah, nah, nah. and and here and basically the translation you can see the subtitles is here he's he's come to to get him out to have him come out and say hello to all of all of you children and then he, the guy walks out and he, and he just goes uh uh mort mort fred but he's just two words fred's dead <laughs> he doesn't even say anything to the children he just walks out fred's dead and the crowd silence wow <laughs> and then they, they go they wait for like 30 seconds don't know what to do they said but the show must go on and then they reach it he reaches into a cage where you think that fred would be in it, and i go oh god he's gonna pull out his corpse and they pull out one of the lamest looking stuffed animals <coughs> and shook him and then they were talking to the dead to the stuffed animal which looked like like a taxidermy <laughs> groundhog and they're like oh he did see a shadow and and the kids in the front row are just like wide eyed like like what is happening and i i couldn't stop laughing because that aired live on tv so and yeah sorry go on yeah yeah, yes and uh, after you finish i've got a couple things to say on it too (laughs)
2: okay so (laughs) Changing the tone, Blondon said Fred loved children and would have wanted a child to fill in for him Thursday. With that, a child attending the event wearing a groundhog hat was called up to the stage, he handed a stuffed toy groundhog, as you just described. He predicted six more weeks of winter. Renee Landreau, a spokesperson for the annual Grand Hall Day event, describes herself as Fred's press agent and said everyone in the crowd was shocked to learn of of the rodent's death, but he had a long successful life for a ground dog. He replaced his father, Grow Fred who uh, predicted the coming of spring with greater accuracy than some weather forecasters, according to Landro. Quote, he was awesome, Landro said. He gave uh, awesome services, awesome prediction, 80% success rate, but I guess it had to come to an end. There will be a new groundhog next year, Fred Jr., one of Fred's Marmont's sons, who will be ready to make his prediction in order to continue the tradition assured Blondon. No funeral arrangements have been announced for Fred. Meanwhile, two of Canada's most famous groundhog prognosticators have made conflicting calls about spring's arrival. Ontario's Wyerton Willie has called for an early spring, while I can't even pronounce this. The one from Nova Scotia, uh, Chobanake Sam.
1: That's not real. I don't recognize them. There. Are, uh, this is what I'm going to say. I only now I recognize the French one because I get why it had to exist for for Quebec, mm-hmm. but really really there are two there are only two allowed to be wireton willie for canada and Poxitani phil canada. And for america i don't think because they don't have a secondary actual official language they don't need a i don't know what would like a spanish one be called like maybe it'd like, be like uh, w- uh like like uh what's down there I, I, armadillo it like or something the, no it's, it's like the name has to match uh uh an alligator? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> no, like it's, it's, got, it's, got, it's got to be like something Miguel. Like, like what would it be? Like, it, it doesn't, like, it has to be a name that sort of matches a name, like the like yeah. name of a city, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't have one. But yeah, you recognize Puxatani Phil and you recognize Wyerton Willie. And I guess the Quebec one can have their own. Everybody else is fake. I'm sorry. It's not real because the one in Wyarton, Ontario, Wyerton Willie, is the one that was recognized and shown all over the news across all of Canada Now and Quebec, and Quebec got their own thing. This one in Nova Scotia, that's the Kmart version. Now
2: that being said, now you were mentioning about like, how did they not, not kind of notice this? I think part of the tradition is when they wake him up from hibernation, maybe that's the part of the ceremony. Now, when I was younger, I, I grew up right near Wiredon, like literally 15 minutes away. And I don't recall what the ceremony entailed other than Mr. Bauer, or Mr. Brower came out in his ridiculous top hat and he talked to wire, wire and Willie and he would make the prediction or something like, that. like it was weird. Um, well, well, like, dude, dude, the other story
1: I've got related to it. Mm-hmm. What well, is? it's funny. I'm not going to name any names because it's a cultural thing. Like this is such a North America thing. Like this doesn't exist anywhere else. Right. Like like the whole idea of Wyerton Willie, Puxatani Phil, it it's just I if you we can look up where it comes from or when it happened, but it's such a new colony thing here mm-hmm. and such a, a even though it's a nationwide thing in both countries, it's still a very insulated thing that people in Europe, people in Asia, people in in, in Africa, people in South America, Australia, they have no idea what any of this is. Mm-hmm. Right? Like this is this is such inside baseball type stuff that yeah, I remember laughing because, you know, you'd have international students in college and they wouldn't understand what was going on. And like, they see the, they'd never even seen the groundhog. Right. And they think it was like a rabbit or, or something. Right. And they're like, oh, so is that like, is that what they're going to cook for the festival? Like I had a couple of students uh, that I went to school with and they legitimately didn't know. And they're like, so how does it taste? And I would laugh my head off when I heard it. I'm like, what do you mean? the groundhog we don't, we don't we don't eat the groundhog we just ask it what the weather's going to be like and then i would get stares like what's wrong with me i'm like yeah i guess it is kind of weird that we're asking the the groundhog what the weather's going to be like mm-hmm. uh but at the same time that you know if you don't know when you're coming to an area and you see something that looks like a rabbit or some sort of thing you're like and rabbits you know people eat rabbits here too mm-hmm. so but I, I just thought like it's so like it's so strange that we have a, i didn't even realize that there was like the one in nova scotia and all that. i just thought it was Here's the one that we chose to do. We chose the small town in Ontario to represent all of Canada. And then Puxatani is, we picked one that's going to represent all of America and that's it. I but want I guess, to
2: say there's one in Maine. I seem to recall that, but I'm not hundred percent sure of that
1: because like, that's, that's it. Right. Like, but it's like, no, I I will stand by this. This is my hill to die on. We're allowed to have two Quebec's allowed to have their own for their own reasons, but there's only two official ones and I'm waiting for the video game or movie to come out where it's Willie and Phil have to fight to the death.
2: <laughs> the ultimate
1: flash game. I'm sure. I'll t- I'll tell you if it's cold enough, Willie's going to be the one that probably survives.
2: It's true. I mean, I grew up, like I said, near Wyerton and hearing all about Wyerton Willie during the summer months. And, uh, I will say growing up near the particular family that used to care for Wyerton Willie, I don't have a lot of great things to say about the kids growing up. The brother was fine. The daughter was a very mean person, I will say. Um uh, but yeah. Well, I
1: mean I mean your whole town, your your the entire existence of your town for over a hundred years has been this rodent. Yeah. It's that's it. That it's not just what you're known for, it's the only thing that your city has ever in the news or even ever heard about other than poison water
2: <laughs> no that is king carton
1: um but yes well, that, well that's it's not just king Carden. it's it's a lot of these small towns with bad water <laughs> yeah
2: it's true like i can tell you some stories folks if you ever want to hear about little Birdman growing up in gray bruce county i've got some stories so our next story is a little bit more serious it is a crime story so i'm just going to preface that so the headline from boingboing.net is to fake her own death. A beauty blogger killed her doppelganger. A German beauty blogger identified as Sharaba K allegedly killed her doppelganger when she, who she found on Instagram to fake her own death. Sharaba reportedly enticed the other beauty blogger, uh, Kajira O, to meet up in, I can't pronounce the name of the town, but in Bavaria to talk shop. Then Sharaba Oh, fuck! I can't pronounce it. Shh.
1: It's like the, what's that video game for the NES? The Magic of a Yeah. Oh god, that. Was... Yeah. Good luck pronouncing now, that one. Now you know what? I'm gonna pull up that article because I maybe can read it because like, the German and me can do yeah, it. Yeah, maybe because it's German, uh, you might
2: get it. So,
1: Man? One of them is 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 sharaban Sharaban oh, and the, the first blogger was Kajira. Kadija. Khadij, yeah. And
2: that name, Khadija, oh. that name I've actually heard. Cause I know someone who's named that, oh. but she is okay. Mexican.
1: So. I, I want to say okay. Spanish. So the German, the German it's in Bavaria, mm-hmm. which is the province in Germany. Yeah. Uh, Ingolstadt. Ingolstadt
2: Ingolstadt Ingolstadt. So so uh so Charabadon uh was a re- uh, was allegedly meet up with this girl in Ingolstadt Bavaria. I'm terrible at this. So so the uh German person rep- reportedly stabbed Kajira in the face dozens of times to hide her identity. Charabadon then placed Kajira's body in her own Mercedes parked it near her friend's house who had been named as her accomplice. Prosecutors believe that Shirabadan K wanted to run away from trouble at home. Quote, after the investigation, it it can be assumed that she wanted to go into hiding due to internal family disputes and fake her own death. Veronica Greaser of the Ingolstadt uh, Public Prosecutor's Office told the German newspaper BLID. Sharaban k who was living in munich allegedly set up fake instagram accounts and tried to arrange meetings with women who looked similar to her she eventually found uh kajira oa 23 year old albanian woman or sorry an albanian citizen who lived about 100 miles away police said and i'm looking at the two pictures of these uh two women they don't look that same kind of in the face but not really i'm not from
1: a distance like okay this is Okay, Maybe I'm similar gonna hair, ba- maybe? It's going to sound bad, but only because I saw the movie in the last few months. Remember the movie Eraser? Yeah, yeah. You remember what he did? He would find somebody that looked similar, like same body weight, but not necessarily same face. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, to get you into witness protection he would then take that that dead person's body that looked a bit like like you and then burn it alive or not burn it you know cover it in gasoline and burn it Mm -hmm. so that even if the fire went out you know the face would be burned enough that you could argue that it's still the same person Mm -hmm. Uh, like depending i was going to say depending on what she did to her maybe you could say it was the same person but like this is full-blown this isn't like sociopath this is
2: psychopath oh yeah like this is like i have a question and i know it doesn't matter because a poor woman has died but what was so bad at home you couldn't just leave just go i mean if it means leaving behind everything you've loved and ever known i'm sorry but you didn't have to kill somebody and when i look at these two persons, this woman for whatever reason, they met up because she was a um, another beauty blogger, and Instagram is a very big thing. In fact, there's a friend of mine who gets catfished repeatedly for terrible, terrible reasons. And you know, maybe this person just wanted to say, "Hey, let's kind of do something." And I bring up catfishing only because Instagram is full of really creepy and scary people. And, yes, very much so. And it's unfortunate that this person had to die. I hope the Ingolstadt police department can bring this woman up on full charges. If they've already got her, then I hope the Germans
1: are efficient. If nothing else, yeah. So they will have they will be thorough. Yeah,
2: this is. I'm so sorry. This like had to happen, but it's horrible.
1: It's it's horrible. But. but but it is—it is like it is something that you'd hear almost in like a lifetime movie. Yeah,
2: like it doesn't even seem real. Like, like looking at these two people, I can see some similarities in the hair, maybe a little bit in the face, but the eyes and the lips look completely different.
1: But like, if this was not nineteen, if this was nineteen ninety-eight. And and I heard you reading this. I'd be like, so when is that Natasha Henstrich movie coming? Yeah,
2: out? yeah. It's weird. It's it totally sounds like this. It seems like one of those ripoff movies you'd hear on the O network, and it's like
1: uh, so not even the O. Like yeah, if if we're talking back then, CBS movie been, of the week would a decent budget TNT cable movie.
2: Yeah, like it just it's so out there and starring Shannon Tweed. Yeah, like it's just it's so. I'm like I said, I'm so sorry.
1: It's it's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you're right. This isn't, this is for sure a weird news article.
2: Yeah. Like, cause it's so, it's so out there. Yeah. Like using Instagram to murder people. And this is something else I found out about. Also
1: you're in, you're in social media. You're telling me that you're crazed fans. And and you know, if you're, if you're a beauty blogger, you have weird obsessed, the obsessed fans. Oh yeah. The, The fans that notice when two of your hairs are turning gray in the back of your head in one shot there was so, so how how did how do you not think that they're gonna notice that it's not you
2: there was something i watched there's a youtube channel i've been watching for a little while i think it's called coffee house crime or something and they do true true crime actually and i've noticed two stories have popped up recently in the last couple of months anyway that there's a surprising amount of models unfortunately on OnlyFans who turn into murderers and one was the only reason she got caught is because of ring cam footage and audio that was recorded and another person she just she snapped one day and killed her boyfriend and yikes um so long story short um if you're on social media be careful because you never know who's trying to do something and
1: never meet up with somebody This goes for in general, yeah. meeting up with people online, but very specifically, if you're an influencer or somebody with a social media presence, never meet up with somebody without somebody else with you. Yes. And you do it in public. If you're you're meeting for the first time, unless you're at a convention and you're already meeting in a public place with security, um, if you're meeting to do a collaboration or something, you should always have somebody with you. And if they say, who's that? You say, oh, that's my camera person or my driver. Always have a second person with you.
2: Yeah, like it's just good social media practice. And like I was talking about being catfished, if you are unfortunately an attractive person, be it male or female, it can go both ways and often does. You might be surprised who's trying to steal your photos and is defrauding people. Um, one story that I'm personally aware of is someone had stolen a friend of mine's photographs and that person was built out of when I say over $5,000. So, so yeah, it could, it's, it's ugly. So we're going to end on a much more happier note. Well, not for this dad anyway. So once again, (laughs) going to boing, boing, a six-year-old boy quote played with his dad's Grubhub app, ordering a thousand dollars worth of food. A Michigan man had just put his son to bed when Grubhub delivered a mysterious plate of jumbo shrimp to his house. And then one after another, Grubhub came a knocking with a bag order of food from salads, the sandwiches, the shawarma, the pizza, the chili cheese fries, and from various restaurants, too, until Keith Stonehouse had a feast fit for an army. Or a six-year-old boy in this case. He soon figured out his son, who was looking for his dad's phone in bed, had seen the Grubhub app and decided to have some fun with it to the pricey tune of $1,000. The boy's mother, Kristen Stonehouse, told the Associated Press on Thursday that Grubhub reached out to the family and and offered them a $1,000 gift card. The company is also considering using the family in an online promotion, she said. Uh, Grubhub official... Sorry. You
1: you know what they're going to do? What? It's going to be a thing where they where they have a baby ordering a whole bunch of stuff and then it's it's going to be like they'll they'll work comedy into it not about the refund or anything but they'll work something into it that's like uh uh you know uh you know so much fun and easy you know that even a baby can do it sort of thing yeah but and then they'll have a warning saying you know at the end please don't but, do you this know, <laughs> but, but 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 you know yeah it'll, it'll say something like but it's probably best if you hold on to your phone yeah
2: so uh keith Keith uh, Stonehouse, who's the uh, dad, said uh, he was alone with his son while his wife was at the movies. Quote, this is like something out of a Saturday Night Live skit, Keith uh, Stonehouse told uh, MLive.com. Keith Stonehouse uh, said his son ordered food from so many different places that Chase Bank sent him a fraud alert after declining a 439 order from Happy's Pizza. But Mason's 180. How, how,
1: how can you order Four hundred dollars American from a pizza place, unless hockey team,
2: hockey team, baseball team, uh, yeah, brunch. Uh, so, however, Masons did make good on the hundred and eighty-three order of jumbo shrimp from the same restaurant, went through and arrived at the family's house, and the story concludes by saying the Stonehouses said they shoved uh, the order in their fridge and also called up neighbors over to help them eat it all up.
1: This reminds me of a story in the last few months where a dog ordered we covered it didn't the dog order a bunch of games on playstation or something it weird was, it yeah it was a dog it, it was chewing his controller and it ordered a whole bunch of stuff because uh he didn't have two-factor authorization for every pre-order up. it was set up so that as long as he was logged into his master account it could place the order. do you remember
2: anyway. the baby that ordered a bunch of stuff on amazon a couple of years ago
1: yeah 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 yeah. Play, playstation was a little harder on it but they they ended up refunding it because because it was all digital they could refund it and take the, the games back basically yeah like uh, but but like this this is actually good on grubhub because this, the restaurants shouldn't be out the money yeah exactly because they made they made the food uh and if anything this is a teaching experiment with, for them where they can go it, yes it should be easy to order food but it shouldn't be so easy that if a tr- child gets a hold of the phone, that they can do this. Anything order, or should,
2: anything over a hundred dollars placed within, say, fifteen minutes, you should have. Like this is, how, you, this is how anything
1: over anything over a hundred dollars placed within a, five, a three hour period should they should pop up saying, "Are you sure you want to do this? Please enter your PIN." Yes,
2: I think. Anything over a hundred dollars from from a location within I'm gonna say thirty minutes should require a however many pin or one of those authenticator codes you get from like uh, Amazon everyone. or whatever.
1: Or or if you have it set up your thumbprint.
2: Yeah, like there should be some sort of digital protection in place or, to, to stop this from happening.
1: Or if they don't want to do that for everybody, if you have a young child they should have an option on the phone so that there's a parental control with the code if you have a kid. Yeah. Like a, a tamper-proof thing.
2: Yeah, because that's honestly just enabling it in your settings. It's not going to be intrusive. If if you don't have a child, you never have to use it. But if you have a child, please enter ordering code, da 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 and just make it simple. It should be no different than using parental controls on your Xbox or PlayStation or whatever.
1: Yeah. That That's literally a weekend of coding that could have that implemented. So I think they might... When they, if they do reach out and do the commercial with them, it might be to advertise new parental controls on their thing. Yeah.
2: And honestly, it's really good that Grubhub gave them a thousand bucks. Now, that's it's, not going to pay their credit card bill.
1: No, but it's, it's, it, it, yeah, they gave them a thousand dollars of in store credit to use on there. And then they're just still going to have to deal with, with what it is. But this does mean that they were Grubhub users and it, it It'll balance out. If they spread that $1,000 out over the course of the year, mm-hmm. or or even more, depending on what their eating habits were, mm-hmm. Then and then they just pay off the credit card, it basically evens out to nothing. Yeah. It, it evens out to what they would have paid.
2: Yeah. So like I said, thank you, Grubhub, for doing this. I do think that's really good, good. of you.
1: And good publicity on you. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this edition of The Weird News. And Alex, I believe you're going to be taking a look at the newest SpongeBob game, correct? That is correct. Okay, cool. So we're going to take a listen to Alex's next game review here on this week in geek.net. We're going to close out the show and tell you what is going to be coming up in the week ahead on the, on the site. And uh, then we'll close, close out the show. All right, guys, we'll be back guys. We will be back right after this guys only on this week geek.net.
1: Time for a throwback to a bygone era when everybody was putting out uh, action 3d platformers and uh, ones based on television shows and cartoons Uh, tended to be actually pretty good. And that uh, brings us to SpongeBob SquarePants The Cosmic Shake. This is uh, a, you know, spiritual, not even spiritual, it is a successor to the, uh, you know, once quite popular games that came out in the GameCube PS2 era. And uh, we received a review uh, copy. Check out. Uh, This was uh, just recently released. So... You know, we wanted to make sure that, you know, we played it to the, the end at least to, to get it going. But THQ Nordic uh, sent out a review copy. We ended up playing it on PlayStation 4, but it was played through my PlayStation 5. So in, I guess, backwards compatibility mode. And the performance was uh, pretty darn good. I didn't experience any uh, slowdowns or hiccups or hitches or anything. Uh, it scaled to my screen. My 4K screen is just, you know, pretty well. Lighting is pretty good. Shadows are good. It's not going to be like a stellar showcase of, you know, like graphics and, and next gen, everything. It's just a solid, you know, throwback style platformer game. Uh, lots of funny dialogue. Uh, having the original voice actors is, you know, from the TV show is great. Uh, well put together. It's, it's not like reinventing the wheel in any way. Um, There is a ton of variety in the gameplay from each level. Uh, it's, it, it's the right sort of sweet spot. It's not an overly long game, but it's not so short that you're like, oh man, you know, am am I getting my money's worth? You're getting right in that sweet spot of, of gameplay, which is nice to see that they sort of figured it out. They, they zoned in when they were developing and went, Hey, this is the exact spot we want to hit that we think players are going to like uh the story you know feels right, ripped from the, the television program which is good uh the graphics are a big step up from the, the previous games so it's it's sort of the logical evolution of it um, i don't know how it's going to perform on like the nintendo switch or something i'm assuming it would scale pretty well but playing it you know on my ps4 or ps5 in this case you know i i had a pretty good experience with it uh if you saw the trailers and you were like hey you know this looks pretty good but i don't know if the trailer is going to necessarily be representative or translate how the game feels the answer is yes it does uh it's the, the controls are not too floaty or anything it controls quite well uh there's like it doesn't suffer from you know you know a lot of these middling tier games will suffer from something feeling not quite right with the controls no everything feels exactly as i would have expected uh it, it is a just a really good double a release of a platformer and i think if you you know grew up watching the show and playing the games you'll have a really good time with it if you're you know familiar i mean who's not familiar with spongebob but if you're familiar but didn't necessarily watch or or didn't play those games but you're a platforming fan i think you'll like it kids can play it adults can play it uh it's a pretty solid release and i think it you know might actually end up going under the radar as one of the better
2: platformers released this year it's one of the better platformers released in the last few years for sure welcome back to this week in geek.net big thanks to alex for taking a look at the latest spongebob game we also took a look at fire emblem engage and we began the show with my review of renegade game studios transformers the rpg you can check these out from your favorite online retailers though most often than not amazon uh but you can also pick these up in store as well so uh, coming up on the site this week, we are going to be having a loose cannon on Action USA and American Rampage as we continue our look at American strange releases in the next little bit.
1: Strange, strange 80s and 90s obscure action
2: weirdness yeah you uh should have heard our McBain and king of new york uh episode recently i know alex and aaron are going to be doing the year 2022 review in star trek we'll be taking a look at that rather soon these boys are just getting ready to record that this week uh we're also going to be recording another loose cannon about the snake eater uh trilogy of movies uh
1: here's a here's a quick preview yes uh aaron watched with his wife darlene and uh, I think I
2: traumatized her by making her watch that with them. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I know me and Ken are getting together to record another Loose canon, sort of a follow-up to our romance anime that we did uh, during last summer that I really enjoyed doing. So because Valentine's Day is coming up uh, next week, so hopefully uh, you'll be able to take a listen to that. I'm going to record that with him on Thursday. Uh, let's see what else is coming up on the site this week. Uh, well, we've got, uh, as always, there's
1: going to be a handful over the next several weeks. Well, handful, of, I'm going to be editing worth of Earth versus Soups. I've actually got about a hundred. Oh my god, to, to go through because Aaron and Darlene are machines. Yeah, so we release them once a week, and then when we go on hiatus, we release two a week. Yeah, uh, that's generally how it is. But Thursdays is their slot. I said, hey this is your slot. That's your, you will always have Thursdays if you want. And the, as long as you keep giving us content and, uh, you know, I'll wake up on a Tuesday and they're like, here's the next three or four episodes. And I'm like, you watch 40 and then like three or four days later, they're like here's another one. And I'm like, Oh my God, yeah, like, Jesus guys go outside. <laughs> so I mean, they're, they're not, they're not hard to edit or anything, but there is a lot. So I usually edit them in batches of a month or two at a time. Yeah. So we, uh, I'm not sure the exact order of what we're putting up, but, uh, you know, we'll expect that on Thursdays, or somewhere between seven and eight in the morning is generally when they pop up online. Yeah, uh, I, I'm still doing a bunch of live streaming stuff. We had a few people show up on my birthday stream. Had a couple people come in and uh, and follow me there on on Twitch. That, that's fun. Got the hang of it now. I think I've I've got my transitions working, and I've got some audio uh, tools like a compressor for the microphone to keep it at a steady level. Uh, a noise uh, suppression algorithm on. Uh, some fancy ai stuff that way it's it's getting kind of fun uh as we alluded to we played that uh that shakespearean game i'm going to be playing a little bit of that today and tomorrow probably to finish it up and then either jumping into final fantasy 6 pixel remaster or maybe something that i've got for review i'll have to check out and see because now that i've got the hang of it if we get games and this is what happens when you get games for review sometimes not all of them but sometimes in the review guidelines they'll be like hey your review can't come out till X amount of time, or we would like you to hold your reviews till this point. And that's a standard thing, but sometimes they'll say, but if you're streaming, you can stream the first two chapters of the game. And it'll be like, what? And we just never did that before. That was not something that we did, but we could actually do that with game. We could actually start putting out game previews. Yeah. So, so, you know, that'll be fun. Like, you know, if there's an RPG coming out that maybe doesn't even have a public demo yet, sometimes it'll say, you can stream it to this chapter and release it maybe even three or four days before the regular review can come out. So that's fun, you know, entering into, you know, new territory for us. Uh, and eventually if it starts to clutter up the YouTube stream too much, uh, we'll probably have a second channel dedicated just to the live stream, uh, you know, video on demand uh, episodes, things that we already pre-recorded or things that we broadcast on Twitch that, you know, because Twitch only holds them for 14 days. Whereas YouTube's forever, so we can always put them up there. So that's sort of what I've been doing in the back end and what's coming up is there'll be, you know, two or three games this week that I'll probably be testing out. And then we're going to work on figuring out what an actual good schedule will be, that I can have a steady schedule, like maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we do, you know, different games that'll be fun something you know and it'll be somewhere between the, the realm of two to three hours each time mm-hmm. uh, and then and then i will tell you this right now and i've been mentioning it before when final fantasy 16 comes out it's a marathon stream we go till my body falls apart so if i sleep well enough beforehand and i got like two liters of of uh zero calorie gatorade next to me uh and and maybe i don't know uh, protein bar or something we can start at 12:01 a.m. and we go till you know you hear me snoring which could be like i don't know 36 hours later <laughs> good time no if, if anything it'll be like starts at 12:01 a.m. and we might go till i don't know actually no there's a hard limit i think you can only upload 12 hours to youtube so we'd have to stop somewhere around the 10 a.m. or or 11am at least take a break and then we can come back to it Mm
2: -hmm. so yeah uh trying to think of what else coming up for me on the site this week like i said i know i'm going to be doing uh the loose cannon with ken and alex and aaron i know for future imperfects we're talking about pitching or reviewing older sci-fi or older tv shows that we haven't necessarily talked about before on the show yeah Um, that that sounds cool
1: and also uh, we've got to figure out we're going to do a we gotta do a prototype it's, we have to have a new prototype for the year right so yeah
2: kind of what we're uh, looking forward to this
1: year yeah that'll be good um and have you got any new games that you're going to be playing just um, for fun even
2: honestly right now i'm not really playing i'm playing through uh dragon ball z kakarot's new bardock dlc uh which i don't know for some reason my comfort game i always come back to dragon ball xenoverse 2 because the uh, Hero of Justice Pack Two is dropping really soon, with like orange, uh, orange Piccolo and Cell Max. So I've got that. I really need to play uh, Dead Space, which my wife got me for uh, Valentine's Day. So. Didn't you isn't there another one from the fall that you haven't gotten to yet? Gotham Knights. I never got around to. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's a
1: fill in the blank when you need to sort of game because by the time you get to it any glitches will probably be patched out. Yeah,
2: and I'm waiting for a price drop on Final Fantasy 7 Crisis Core. Um so I'm hoping that'll happen during end of quarter sale, which always seems to happen yeah. around March, so You
1: see, this is one of those situations where I got the physical disc. I could give it to you, but You didn't get the. You only have the digital PlayStation. Yeah, so
2: I'm kind of hoping one will pop up. So,
1: so either either it drops in price, Mike, or if they do announce the disc, you know, a USB disc for it, then you can get that, and I'll just give you my disc to use. Yeah,
2: exactly. So, hope I'll get around to playing that. Um, Other than that, um, I'm just I'm kind of. Just reviewing and playing with a lot of Transformers recently. I've got a really good relationship going on with like Hasbro right now. So over the next few weeks, you're going to be hearing a lot of Transformers reviews uh, from me. I've got uh, actually I bought these on my own. I got the D and D Transformers. They're D twenties that transform into different D and D monsters. So I got the Owl Bear and I got the Beholder. I'm looking in the getting. I think it's the Red Dragon. And I think okay. there's something else. They're actually pretty neat little things. You couldn't use them as a true D20, but they are really cool. I'm actually really surprised with the engineering on them. But
1: That's still that's still really neat.
2: Yeah, it's and really I, neat. I just realized we didn't talk about my birthday. Oh, yeah, you you kind of did. You said it. No, but it what, it's postponed. What, we, yeah, but we didn't talk about what I got. What did you get? What did you get?
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I got something special from you. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. Yes, I got a cameo from, from uh, our our little favorite dude. <laughs> uh, did we talk about how I got a cameo last year
2: from him, too? I think so, but I think I put it at the beginning of the episode. Oh, you did.
1: Yeah, so you got me a, another Ricky Berwick uh, birthday wishes. Like, apparently we're going on a date inside his mouth.
2: Yes, be- yeah, because you're going to have a romantic dinner of chalky milk and chicken nuggies
1: yes exactly <laughs> i just find it funny too that you get a cameo from a guy that lives about 10
2: minutes away from me <laughs> that's why i i'm really hoping eventually he'll like reach out be like who is this alex guy so well i mean well, this is like i when
1: i went to I, I went to the beat goes on or like the music store that i also get my games and stuff from and like he like he was out there filming a christmas video like seven years ago and it was he was wrapped up in in christmas lights and spinning around, I'm a Christmas tree, and I'm like, oh, it's Ricky, and then <laughs> it's like you're getting cameos from him for me.
2: <laughs> it will be but our sure. annual but, tradition. Um,
1: and then I, I got a, a nice gift card from you for the PlayStation Store, which I am torn. It is either going to go, uh, either going to go towards getting my PlayStation Plus renewed for the higher tier, mm-hmm. or as soon as final fantasy seven remake part two gets announced with a date that shit's going right on there because <laughs> like there are smaller titles i could get that i'd like to play so i can keep it on there you know some money on there just in case but as if that gets announced like in the next month or two with like an actual pre-order on their date that's what's happening that's what's happening son it's going right on there uh and then from uh my mom i haven't gotten i there's a couple of physical items she says she has for me but uh, she sent over a little birthday money because, again, COVID, right? So she couldn't do much. Uh, my dad, uh, you know, a little bit of cash. Basically, this is the Alex needs money because it's, it's it's after Christmas and he wants to be able to spend to actually have cash again. Uh, so I got that. My dad made a, a really nice dinner, uh, and for, then for, uh, my grandma sent me a nice card. My grandma in Toronto sent me a card that was a Trash Panda card. That's funny. It literally has a, It says a Trash Panda on there, and. It was basically like, watch out for the trash pandas or they're going to eat your cake. And she thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so my grandma's like 84 or 85. Uh, so I thought that was funny. And, and uh, you know, she she's the classic grandma where as a kid, every single birthday until I was 18 was a crisp $20 bill. And I, I, I'm i not afraid. I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything or, or she's not going to listen to this. But it's funny because when I turned 18 the card had a little note in there and it said welcome to the adult amount and it was $30 Ooh.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it has been $30 uh every single year including this year and it is amazing because like literally grandma's like grandma richie is clockwork it's like okay i'm getting 30 bucks from grandma like that's it you know that's what you're getting christmas she always does something nice like she she's one of those people that goes to like the Bay and will get you like, you know, a nice little sweater or something like that. But like birthdays, it's for, she's got so many family members. They'll get the same thing. Um, And then uh, from my brother and and my sister-in-law I got that video card, which was a a surprise, but they got that on sale. He's like, that's, this is birthday, but it's also investment in your streaming career. (laughs) So I was like, cool. But they also gave me a few small items from when they went to the States. I think I showed you Mike, there's a grab bag that was from target and it's just like $10 and it says it's got $30 worth of stuff in there, but you know, it's like things that they couldn't sell. Right. So there was a couple of like Marvel playing cards from age of Ultron. Oh God. And then a Bartman, uh, stuffed animal. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, then he gave me a 2.5 gigabit USB adapter. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he goes, he goes, that way, when you eventually get faster internet, you'll have at least one device that can connect using the faster internet. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Uh, And I'm like, it was like used and open. I said, where'd you get this? And he's like, he goes, I think I got it from work, but it doesn't have an asset tag. And then I checked at work and he goes, and they said, oh, you bought that from us. And I'm like, oh, so he goes, so I had something I bought that I didn't know I had. So you get it all right so that so that's always good uh what else it was a little thing uh that and that
2: Tigertron uh, from transformers yeah, kingdom
1: yes and that he got that i forget where he bought it but i think he got it in i think it was when he was down in the states and it said made in vietnam all over it and apparently it's a a rare one or something
2: i'm not 100 sure i mean if, if you want me to do a little bit of digging into well, it i
1: could our, like our friend matt did he's, he's really into that stuff and he's like oh yeah that one like ebay sold listings for that one is like a lot more than what it, it was for retail because it's vietnam, it's not it's not a knockoff it's actually made by hasbro but in vietnam which is different than getting it made in China, I'm assuming. So,
2: yeah, certain package variants can differ depending. Like I know, for example, just to give you a really simple one, uh, when it comes to the Star Wars community, for example, most people want the English back card that might have Spanish on it. So basically U.S. card back. However, if you get it from Canada, you will get French, English, and uh, French. And those are less valuable, but it's easier to get harder to get figures on those card backs.
1: This, As far as I, I can tell, on the box, it has English and Vietnamese.
2: Yeah, so you might have got a first print run uh, Tigertron from Transformers Kingdom, which was tied into the Netflix series, which I think he was a last year's toy release, I want to say. I just got a Tigertron it, myself. Yeah, so it, it said 2021 on it. Yeah, so he's from the, the most recent series. And it's a really good figure. It's a slight retail oh, yeah. of the Cheetor figure that came out the year before, I want to say. But uh, it's a really solid figure if you ever and, decide to open it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to keep it on the shelf for now uh, because I think it's cool. It's just in general. And he's, he's like, yeah, he goes, I know you're not a big collector. He goes, I saw this. And then I was like, Vietnamese. And he goes, okay, I'll buy it. Like he got it from, you know, somebody who had no idea if it was worth anything when he was just down there, you know, doing a shopping trip. Mm-hmm. And the the other thing that he, he got me, and this is because I did I mention this on the air when we had our Spotify uh, uh, end of year, like, stats mm-hmm. uh that i ended up being in the top 0.1 percent of all nsync listeners in the world last year oh god <laughs> because i fell asleep a few nights listening to uh re- uh the dance hall extended cuts of a couple songs from their first album because they were Eurodance versions that blended well with the other music I was listening to. Uh, And I listened to them over like two or 300 times in the course of a year. So literally I'm in the top 0.1% percentile. It's like like top 100 people in the entire world listening to them, if not less, like maybe top five. Mm -hmm. And so I was so embarrassed like it's my secret shame that that's what popped up as my most listened to band. So, what does he give me? An audio cassette of from, from their first album. That is somehow appropriate. I love it. It is and I'm like, "But it doesn't have the extended dance hall stuff." He says, "Well, that's harder to find." <laughs> <laughs> So that was just fun little gifts that I got for my birthday there.
2: Good stuff. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for us here on Uh Once again, we do appreciate you listening over the past 16 years. We didn't do a- anything for our anniversary. As Alex said, we were sick work schedules. And you know what? We're always going it, to be what?
1: here. It's the anniversary. The anniversary, the big one will be when we hit 20. Yeah.
2: I mean, honestly, it, Twig is old enough to drive now.
1: Yeah. Twig. When we're old enough to drink we'll we'll talk and then and then at twenty we'll have a big celebration like we did when we did the tenth but uh what we can say is that we do want to do some quick refreshes in the year. We'll probably have some new audio uh, audio sorry audio stingers We'll probably have some new opening and closer segments uh, I do want to do a bit of a refresh on the website make it a little more modern We'll do some stuff because it's hard to believe it's been three years since we had new audio segments and new uh new website stuff done yeah like it's like We were so focused on the COVID years that we didn't even realize it's been three years already.
2: Yeah, so I may uh, get some music composed during the summer. I know one of my big projects when we take our summer hiatus for the month of July, I'm going to build some new audio elements. So I might be on the lookout for a new voice uh, to do kind of our intro and extra segments. I'll be on the lookout for that. So look for that by the summertime so anyway so that'll be our celebration for the year exactly (laughs) just paying out more money to make it work but hey we do it for you guys and for ourselves too
1: well and nobody wants to it's it's fun we got our music like we're keeping our podcast dance theme oh yeah uh like and again even if we were to commission a new one that's staying forever just like we have a hard copy of uh of the original twig theme that i use for all of the uh all of our, our uh treasure episodes at any time we do a special a random special episode because i mean hey it's our music right so yep. we may we may as well have it because you never know we might get to a point where we have so many of our own songs that we could we could remix them together even
2: oh god <laughs> wouldn't that be a thing so anyway guys we are gonna oh. this week in <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so we're gonna take here off on this so for this week in geek we have been Alex the producer. I've been Mike the Birdman saying be excellent to each other. We'll catch you guys again next week, right here on This Week in
0: At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of This Week in Geek. Hungry for more? Check out our website at This Week in Geek.net. You can subscribe to the podcast, browse our Twitter and Instagram, and leave your thoughts on today's topics. If you'd like to give us some feedback, send us an email at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. Tune in next time, and remember,
0: lower your shields and surrender your listenership. We would be
2: honored if you would join us. Thank you for your cooperation. Good night.